This week on the People's Football Podcast, we welcome our very first special guest. We review the previous scores from the weekend just gone, and Steph Herdman gives her clear ratings. We also look forward to what looks like an exciting weekend of Premier League, Championship and League One games. Stay tuned to hear our special guest story. This is the People's Football Podcast, an ordinary show for people in the extraordinary game. What we like you to do is to laugh, to listen, and to learn something. Try and do one of those threes from this podcast. My name's Martin Herdman, I'm gonna to host today. What I'll do first before I introduce a special guest we've got tonight, and a not so special guest with us. Um, Kyle's back again, so tell shame, everyone. Shame. shame on him. We wanna do a shout out to Thomas Conley Plumbing and Heating again, who provide two brand new microphones. I'm gonna tell you now, one isn't working, so Kyle, that's down to you, brother. One is working. So Conley, with your massive hands and your plumbing hands, thank you very much for that sponsorship. And also I want to give a shout out to Paul Ferguson of the Weird Day Guide, who I'm sure we'll get on at some point in the podcast, who sent us a book up. We're going to get a photo later with our special guest and we'll give a shout out. So the Newcastle United, the Weird Day Guide, have a look on Amazon or wherever, Kyle, where, TikTok. No, you don't buy that on TikTok. Do you? I know it's definitely available on Amazon. I've had, a re- I've had a good read of it. I left a good review on Amazon. So... If you're out and about, if you're going to the away day this season, please have a look at the book. Get in touch with Paul, he's absolutely fantastic. And the dedication on the back, it's massive towards Newcastle. And I, just, I can't say enough how important the book is, especially with what the dedication is about. We will do more, we will be putting more on the social medias, so keep an eye out for that. Okay, so talking about someone who's dedicated to the craft, okay, someone who loves the club. This is our first guest on the show, so this is really special to us. So me and Kyle and Steph, we sat there, okay, and we're like, who do we want on? We know Tom Cruise, we know Messi, we're best friends with Neymar, Ronaldo, but we thought, you know what? We want someone bigger than that. We want better than that. And in front of us, we have super fan. I don't know how to explain, I'm gonna let him do that himself, but we have the one, the only, Adam Pearson. Adam, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, thank you, thank you for putting that bracket with all those top-level <laughs> celebrities. Uh, you're very special, so thank you. Uh, in terms of explaining myself, well, I'm just someone that goes to all the Newcastle games, really, so... Uh, I mean, I've got kind of a lot of different names, I guess, depending on how people view me, but this one I just love to support the team, really. So why did you agree, Adam, to... Can, what can I call... What's your nickname? Do you have a nickname, by the way? Well, it's Adam P, really. Yeah. Adam P, that's what everyone knows. Peasy? Peasy? No, I don't like that just, one. Just Adam P. Adam P, right. I'm not, I'm not wandering off that. Adam yeah. P, all right. Uh, why did you agree to come on, mate? What was it What was it that made you think to come on? Just what you've heard about, how amazing it's been, yeah. and just <laughs> the thousands of fans out there. Yeah, I've plenty of messages asked us to come on, so... Chaos <laughs> begged you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, no, no, no. We'll edit that. We'll start again, it's because he loves us and he knows how big this is going to be. Millions of fans out there. So, um, Kyle, listen, we're delighted to have him on. Yeah. Like, we're, we're really looking forward to getting to know you a little bit more. And we want to make sure that you come across the right way, Adam, because I think top guy, top fan. And Adam, can I tell you how I know you? There's, there's three reasons why I know you. So, my, Steph, who isn't on the... So, just to let you know, Stephanie, my wife, is actually not on tonight. She's at home, but she's going to have a, a big, a big, a big time 15 minutes later. But this is how I know you, okay? So, number one would be, I was... Um, so, the first time, obviously, I work in Newcastle. I was at the ground two, three weeks ago, and um, I, we, we, we waited at the emergency tunnel. 
And all of a sudden I hear these like screaming kids and people running over and with pens and that. And I'm thinking, oh, Max a man's here, Eddie Howe's here. And I turn around, there's this young fresh-faced lad there. I'm thinking, is that a, who's that? A new singer or what? And they went, Adam P, Adam P. <laughs> so there's number one. Number two, buddy, me, me wife's dad, he's in well into his 60s. We're just sitting there having a brew at their house, right? Having a brew. And he turns around and goes, I tell you what, that young lad's brilliant, isn't he? And we're like, who are you talking about? You know, the new signing, you know, Elliot Anderson. He's like, no, that lad on YouTube, man, Adam P. And we're like, are you kidding? What? Do you know Adam P? He's like, 60 odd year old watching Adam P on YouTube. Come on, mate. You've made it. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I do get those sort of uh, messages now and again, but it's great. Um, that's one of the sort of misconceptions people get. Like, it's just kind of kids are watching me. Like, it's not, it's majority of my audience is actually like of our older demographics. So, yeah, I think it's great, especially because a lot of these fans, let's be real, um, over the last 10, 15 years, I've been a bit disconnected from the club. And it's just great to see these people come back. They're quite engaged with what's going on, on YouTube, what's going on with the owners, what's going on with everything at the football club. So, it's just great to see this sort of confidence and energy again. You see it on a match, dude. Just how excited people are, and it's uh, I mean, it's a great buzz. I just love being a part of it. So, so just while you're on the topic of your sort of audience, do you find it a lot of so Geordies themselves, or is it people that obviously aren't fortunate enough to get to see James's, to see the the war flags, to see Maximin dancing on the wing, Bruno controlling the game? Is that the more the people that do view you, or is it do you get a lot of Geordies who maybe are trying to relive? Saturday's game just gone? Oh, I think it's quite a wide range. Uh, obviously, there'll be quite a lot of people from Newcastle that will watch us, but I mean, for pre season, for example, I've been over in Austria and Portugal and to get people over there that recognise it. It's yeah. just crazy, really. So, uh, it just depends. There'll be quite a lot of people that obviously can't go to the games or live in a different country that support Newcastle now. So, there'll be a lot of these people that, that will watch YouTube videos because that's how we get closer to the club. Yeah. So, uh, it just depends. I would say a bit of both, really, to be honest. And obviously, Newcastle is going. Worldwide now. Do, so. do you know what though? I'll, I'll tell you now though, Adam. The good thing is, and we'll talk about it later, is this isn't you jumping on the bandwagon. This is you were here. You did this over a year ago when it was all in the in the mire, right? When things are down. So it's not like you jumped on the bandwagon here. Right? You've been around for a while, right? Well, yeah, I've been on YouTube for years. We didn't. Obviously, before the takeover, I swear I was actually going every game anyway, even under the previous regime. So, um, I just don't follow support the team really. Uh, Yes, when the takeover happened, I thought it was a good opportunity to kind of sort of step back. I was actually planning on going full-time on YouTube anywhere for the summertime. But I thought once the takeover happened, I was like, listen, I've got a good opportunity here. I think now is the best time to just, just pack it in and just, just go and see what I can do, really. So uh, I didn't feel like it was an awful amount of pressure because you could always talk about Newcastle, you know, how active the club is now. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I mean, no, I'm not in the bandwagon at all. I've been the season takeover for 11 years, so... Uh, it's just great seeing just the transformation of the club now. It's just lighting the difference. Magic, man. That's that's class. I wanted to clarify that because, like, I think a lot of people are climbing on, and I think for you, you are you are a proper fan, eh? You're like us. You're like us sitting here. You're a proper fan for a lot of years, and making sure that people know that you've been going to that game for ten years plus is is king, I think, because you're you're a top fan. So, listen. What we're gonna do now, Adam, that was class, a class little intro from you. That gives us a little sense. We're gonna, so how it's gonna be, how, just Adam, if you, I know you, you listened to the show last week. I know you had, a, you loved it. You said it was one of the best shows you've ever heard. Um, you know, it's gonna go to number one, you said, um, with a smile at the side of your face. <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna, so you're our first guest, but how we do it, all right, bud, is we're gonna look at the FPL review. So we're gonna review what's just happened. We're gonna dig into Newcastle a little bit of what 
what our expectations are, how you thought we played on Saturday. I know you were at the game. Then we're going to dig into you a little bit. We're just going to have a, an open an open conversation between us. Yeah. Then we're going to have a fun quick fire round, and it is fun. It is just a bit silly, especially his answers. His questions are a bit stupid. Um, it's all in the drain. Then it's for, are you in the fantasy Premier League? Uh, I don't really play much to be honest. I always give it after like one or two weeks. So <laughs> I'm bothered this year. <laughs> Can you not even jump in now? I wanted you in our league, mate. Try and jump in. You'll be bottom of the league. That just just so he won't come last. Hey, hey, come on now, come on now. <laughs> and then um, what we're going to do is you've got a, a funny story or some story from the past or whatever you've done. I think I'm, I'm guessing you've got a lot of stories. It can be anything you want. Uh, and then we do listener task. And then Kyle Candy, as we call him, not Gandhi, Candy. He. Uh, he gives his final thoughts on the world. He puts the world to right. So listen, let's just get into it, lads. Newcastle United played the weekend. We're sitting fifth in the league. But the Premier League threw up some things. So what I'll tell you now, Adam, I actually said, in the, and I've had a nightmare, by the way. I said my night were going to have a good season. I said they're going to finish fourth. I said Bournemouth were going to finish bottom. I said, I said Mitrovic was going to be scoring a goal glut. You said he wasn't going to score any. He said Haaland was going to have a bad season. I said Haaland was going to go. Listen, we can go on and on. Looking at the weekend, not digging into Newcastle yet, what are your thoughts on the weekend scores? Eh? What jumped out here? What were the scores that jumped out at him? Well, there were a few results of surprises. Of course, Fulham got a point against Liverpool, and I mean, the fact they scored a penalty in the 75th minute, they probably on paper should have won the game at that moment of time. So that was a surprising one. I think the hard throw kickoffs just always seem to have dodgy score lines in it. So yeah. I think it's a bit of the curse at the back of the early kickoffs. So. Yeah, I was surprised by that one. Uh, I was surprised at Bournemouth beat Villa. Um, I wasn't confident in Bournemouth this season. I know it's only been one game. Did you have them last? Would uh, you have put them down? I, I think I would have put them in the bottom three. I hadn't had a chance yeah, actually to have last. a Premier League prediction, but I think I would have put them in the bottom three. All three of us put them dead last. Dead yeah. bottom, literally like 15 points like, or something. I was but, surprised by Forrest. Uh, I thought Forrest had given Newcastle a better game. Uh, I, yeah. I felt they were terrible in the match, to be honest. Uh, I yeah. thought they would give a bit more, you know, the first time in 23 years to kick the ball in the Premier League so I thought they'd bring a little bit more Are they going down then for you? They're, apparently they're signing two more lads today as well 14 players have signed that Yeah that's a, that's a bit of a problem like you've seen that with Fulham a few years ago back in 2019 when they signed a full new team just, the team just doesn't connect well together so they do have to deal with that and I think they've gambled quite a bit with Lingard how we, well, obviously the fact he's on like 200 grand a week or something so yeah. you're putting a, a lot of reliance into one singular player which is I think the worst thing you can do for a promoted side Would you have took him at Newcastle? Not for that money, but would you? I, I would have took him if the wages were there. Uh, of course, he wanted to join the club back in January. A man has still be confirmed that on the Athletics. So yeah. it was a player that the club wanted, and he also wanted to join the club. It's just in the end, he wanted a lot of money, and to be fair, the player he got, he got a lot of money. So I can't even blame him to be honest. The club actually paid out that contract. So yeah, I think Newcastle did the right thing not getting him. I mean, two hundred grand makes this ridiculous for a player, and especially a player that hasn't had consistent game time in recent years. The thing I don't get about Forrest though, and this is thinking long term, this is thinking next season, but you're signing 14 players, you're obviously paying big bucks, you're paying more than what you can afford. That Does that not set you up to fail in the championship? Like, if, if they get relegated and they're going down, they've got, I don't know this, they've got players on £8,000 a week in the championship. I can see, I can see them struggling, one, financially, and two, if they do go back down. And I, I think Forrest is still, I think they've got. Just I'd have Forrest to go down, actually, but but you're right. I think I think yeah, they give it a hell of a go. Yes, the team they had in the championship wasn't good enough to stay up. Yeah. it wasn't. They had a good run. They got momentum. They were going to get picked apart. And 
We'll, we'll talk more, more, more with the Newcastle, but they were piss poor. Sorry, yeah. sorry for me French, but they were poor at the weekend. Lingard was absolutely anonymous, wasn't he? Yeah. Anonymous. So I was surprised at how poor they were. It felt like a Premiership team playing a second division team. It really yeah, did. Yeah, they yeah, couldn't yeah. press properly. Anyway, so so would you would you fancy them to stay up? Like put your go on, put it out there. You're gonna you Forest to stay up. You don't have to, but Forest to stay up or Forest to go down. What are you saying? Yes. Uh, the thing this season, to be fair, is how many teams could actually go down. When you think about it, there's a lot of teams yeah. in the Premier yeah. League that are just rubbish. Really, uh, <laughs> ones last season that spent a decent amount of money, but I mean even that. You think of the teams like. Leeds, Villa, Evan. I mean, these are teams that spend a lot of money, have good players, but they're still not very good. Like, they still just seem to be lacking something. So you got them to deal with your newly promoted teams. You fancy all three to be in for a tough time. I think a team like Brentford now, the fact Ericsson's gone out, I thought he was a, a massive game-changing player for them last year. So you got to focus on them. There's honestly like seven, eight, nine teams that could potentially go down. So. Yeah, there's quite a lot of factors to put into it. Mm. It's good not being in that bracket now. Like yeah. last season, yeah. you were turning around and looking. Is the three teams worse than us? And you're thinking maybe not. This year you're looking at there's probably ten teams worse than us this season. And you mentioned Brentford, and I know we we'll do a separate transfer news bit, but I'm quite impressed with that Dan's God signing. I think him going uh, him going towards um, Brentford from obviously Sampdoria for 15 million in the Euros. He was, yeah, he was worth about 15 million. The he was, yeah. he was the star boy, and obviously that free kick he scored against England. When did that happen? This weekend. This week just been wow. this, this week just yeah. been announced. It's fair. I think I think that's the Ericsson replacement. I think Brentford's got enough to steal now. Um, you touch on Fulham, and this is again it's not putting you on the spot, but if when you think about Newcastle and obviously Mitrovic coming in to us, I think you would set up a feel. But would you now if we we're not going to sign any of a striker? Great show. Great we're not going to show any of us sign any of a striker for this summer. Obviously, Gonzalo Ramos is getting linked. He's not coming. Let's say. Would you be happy if Mitrovic came back? I actually think you would fit Eddie Howe's style to play well. Uh, I think one problem you have on the beginning is his kind of his attitude. I think a few years ago he was a player that constantly got sent off. He was always getting frustrated on the pitch. And Benitez, I mean, he's a manager. You know, he's not going to deal with, deal with that really. So, yeah, with uh, him going for about £26 million. At the time, I wasn't too fussed because he wasn't getting game time for upwards. Yeah. So, a few months before they eventually let him go. But I think now, uh, I think obviously his attitude's improved. He's just had the best season in championship history. Uh, you saw him against Liverpool, he got two goals straight away. I know last time for him in the Premier League, he had a really poor season, but this time round, he seems to be more up for it, and you would think you know, you know, you'd be able to have a good chance to keep him up. I do like him, I haven't got that connection with him. It's not like I'm desperate to come back. Yeah. It's not like. Um, I think Miguel Moreno, I think he's one player that fans really like. To play, I know. Uh, no, it's, that was such a weird, me and Steph used to talk about him all the time. What the hell happened there? He, he had four months yeah. of just being unreal. Yeah. Was he homesick? Yeah, he I got injured, I think, and then he wanted to go back to Spain, yeah. Well, is he back on the radar again, Adam, is he? As you mentioned. No, I don't think he is. I think it's just more fans wanting him yeah, back. Yeah. Where I think uh, that's the sort of player you would have a connection to. Like, I think a wide now in this world, a player that you know, you've, you've seen him first class in Newcastle have a really yeah. good season. I think those sort of ones you have a connection but for me Mick Richard it's just nothing really there for me I'm not too fussed about him and, and is he better than Wilson? No, no but how many would you think so we'll stay I'm not fussed about him would you put a number would you think he's going to get double figures 20s or is he going to get 20s I think you probably could have Fulham uh, he's a player like Fulham that you, you kind of depend on mm-hmm. so he's someone that's going to always be in the end of it uh, I think ooh, it depends on what team it is but I think some teams get like multiple attackers where 
you know, it's a mixture between which one's going to get the goals, but for me, it's going to be Mikovic and the end of pretty much everything, really. So, yeah. their season just depends on him staying yeah. fit and him playing good. So, it's one of those sort of situations. I agree. No, I agree. I'd, I actually had, and I know we're all linked to different games, but I actually had my notes down from the 2 2 game that Mikovic, when he won that penalty and he went, I don't know, have you seen it, Adam? Mikovic, when he won the penalty? Yeah. So, when he went past Virgil van Dijk, that's the first time I've ever actually seen Mitrovic move. Like, and that's probably the first time Virgil van Dijk's beat 1v1. And I know, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I remember in Castle, anything that wasn't in the box or to his chest, to his head, he, he couldn't move. He was like Chuck. Yeah, but he's developing for sure. His ability to go past van Dijk probably surprised me. And I seen it in the stadium before, obviously, in the Castle game. And he's impressed me. I still think that, I don't think you'll come out with 20 goals. I think he will. He might come out with ten, but he always does. He always just comes out with ten. But he scored two against Liverpool, man. Two against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah but that's come a on, man. Come on, man. I, I think Mitros are going to be on fire this season. And that Pereira sign, I've just, I know I'm stealing a yard. I've got yeah, Pereira yeah. in my fantasy team. Would you put Mitros in a fantasy team to score twenty goals this season? No, I wouldn't. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, he's on fire, Mitrovic. Listen, so I had an absolute nightmare with Manchester United, right? For some reason, I thought Ten Hag was going to turn around at him. I just thought, like, listen, Ten Hag, he's no bullshit. He's, he's, he's as hard as nails. Dropping Ronaldo, like, this guy means business. But they've still got Matomini and Fred in midfield at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, that was just terrible selection for that. Horrendous. Uh, I know Ronaldo wanted to leave, of course, being quite public about it, but I still don't think you can just drop a five-time Baron door when I like that, I think. <laughs> I think that wasn't the best balls. idea. No. He played Ericsson as a false name, right? Yeah, I mean, what would you do? I was, yeah, yeah, and it was. Yeah, you got Rashford obviously on there, and it's like you got Bruno playing. Bruno playing more towards the left, wasn't he? But it's yeah. you look at it and you look at that United side, and you go, <laughs> like the United side from when probably we were a bit younger, and obviously you've seen them in the prime. What you're saying, like saying fifty years old? Yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. But like. You just look at that United side again. And I I've got I had them finishing eighth and that was my like ballsy claim. I had them fourth. I had them Can eighth. you believe that? <laughs> where where you at? Let's listen. Adam, come on. Oh. What's my you gonna do? Come on, tell us. I'll probably what are gonna do them about the middle, six, seven, probably. Oh, say. okay, so you yeah. that's I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. So am I I'm losing my mind putting them fourth? Are they are they gonna turn it round? Is it just me living on the old nineties my night and two thousands Ferguson? Are they gonna they can't finish eighth, man? Manchester United can't finish eighth. But like, yeah. if they get if they get De Jong, is De Jong coming or not? Is he going I to Chelsea? I think he's going to Chelsea. I think obviously he had that thing yesterday when he came to training and getting booed, and I think he'd go to Chelsea. And I think I, I don't think they go to Man U. I don't know where you go, but I don't think you go to Manchester United. They're signing Rabiot, but they're getting. I know they're having yeah. problems with the the contact, but Rabiot, like you've got McTominay, you've got Fred. It's better for downgrade from De Jong to Rabiot, and that'll be It's a downgrade from Fred to Rabiot. Yeah. That's saying something. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, honestly. It's crazy, mate. Honestly, I, you know what? A lot of people are like loving slamming my United, but it just feels weird for me. For me. I, like, I don't know what you what your thoughts are on my United, but it's weird. I, I'm quite happy with it, but it's weird to see my United. Like, I, I'm not going to take any. Well, I will take joy from it. I will. I love it. I would, so, I would put a post on your wall on my United. Any, anything else you've seen from the weekend that worries you, or excites you, or just so, what else? What else? Not Newcastle, but from them, because we're going to dig into Newcastle in a minute, but. Well, quickly on the top of Manchester, I wasn't surprised by that result at all. Um, I think with the way they've set up, the way they've, I mean, the way they've summarised being, it's been a bit of a shambles everywhere, really. So you can tell they're going to get off to a bad start. So for me, I wasn't surprised by that result. No. Uh, as for our teams, 
I mean, it's more or less what you expect. Manchester City, I mean, scored a couple of really good goals against West Ham. And uh, I mean, uh, more or less, I think it how you expected it. Uh, yeah, pretty much it, really. I think my biggest surprise uh, I was Bournemouth beating Villa. I didn't say that when coming at yeah, all. That was I thought um, Villa would start off well this season, but it's just Villa and everything, just both of them. Um, they're just. I don't know what it is, I think both of them are just massively underperforming. I wouldn't necessarily blame it on Gerard and Lampard, but it's just something not going on it's, with those two. It's good that you mentioned it. So there was on, I was listening to another radio station today, they were talking about both of them. He particularly, just don't say anything, he particularly doesn't like Arteta and he doesn't like Lampard. Who's going to go first? Because I think one of them will go this season, Lampard or Gerard, and they're with who do you think, Adam? Who's going to go first up them two? I think Lampard's going to go first. I, I don't even blame Lampard. I think whoever's got the other jobs is near enough impossible. The, mm. the way the signed players, the way the structure is, it's just, it's just a mess. Well, yeah. One of Everton's biggest problems is that they bought loads of players who are on just massive wages, and some of them are just terrible. You've got like, a guy like a wolf you bought for what? £45 million yeah. pounds at all. So, I mean, it's just that ridiculous. It's someone like that. £35, I think. Just, but, does it remind you of the, the season we went down with Owen, the Duke yeah. and Duff, or, and not to say it, does it remind you of that group of players who were on big books? Yeah, Do you I remember? think so, well, I just, because with both of those teams, it's just, it's just an impossible job working with me, you can't fix what's there, it doesn't matter what manager you got him, it doesn't matter, I mean, even what owner you got him, to be honest, because, I mean, yeah. the damage is already done, you yeah. can only rebuild once the players are gone, but you can't get rid of the players because they're the structure of the club, so you're just in a really hard position, where for Everton, you just... I don't know, I don't think they might go down, I think they'll probably stay up again, but they're not going to get towards that position they want to be in that sort of a European level side, they're not going to be even anywhere close to that. Are you calling, are you think Gerrard's going to see the season out or not? Gerrard might, I think Villa got a better chance, uh, again with Villa there are some problems there, but I think the team they got got well, good, there are yeah. good players in that team, he just has to find out how to fit them properly, but I think Lampard's screwed, I, I don't see Lampard last night. I think Conor Cody's a good signing, but in terms of Conor Cody's career, I think it's, just, it's a step back. That's what I mean, like, or at least a step sideways. I've seen like, something the other day saying that Conor Cody would be our fifth or sixth centre-back. It was on Twitter. He can't. This is a debate, and it's a big debate. Conor Cody, he hasn't played successfully in the back four, and he's always played in a three. Against, when he played for, I think he played for England in a four, he looked out of place. And I think he's one of them defenders that, he, yes, I like him. He's a ball playing centre half, but I think he plays and he, he plays better in three when he's got two other players around him. It says something he wouldn't get a game for us now. Though. No, he'd go not a chance now. Not of a burn shot, Bartman, hundred percent. So you think Lampard's gone? Or yes, yeah, no, I think so. Gone Lampard's gone. Gerrard's going to see out the season. He's going to turn it around and finish ten. Um, I mean, I'm not sure on that, but I mean, he's got a better chance than Lampard for sure. Okay, good stuff, man. I've got one game wrote here, and in my big oh. big ball writing, which is handwriting, if anyone knows this, is absolutely terrible, so I'm going to try to read it, is I've got Spurs are going to be dangerous. Did you see, have you seen any of the Spurs highlights? No, I haven't seen the highlights back in that game, no. And looked, just, I know they're only playing Southampton, no, you've got them down, haven't you, Southampton? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've got Southampton down. Um, I think they'll go down. So, Adam, well, I think what we need to establish is... Who, who's winning the, so once we know that, so we kind of think in your Bournemouth are going down, who's winning the league? City, I don't yeah. think you put anyone else, I think Haaland's the perfect sign for them. Yeah. Last season I think City's problems that they didn't have a striker and they still won the league without a fought striker, so yeah. I think now with someone like Haaland it's just inevitable really. And obviously Liverpool haven't got off to the best of starts of uh, that draw against Fulham. I think Nunes looked decent in the game, he's got a really nice goal. Um, yeah. I think both Nunes and Haaland, despite their 
promises in pre-season. I think both of them have had good years. Yeah. But it's a city's league, it's a city's yard, so it's going to take some team to knock them off. And I just don't think anyone's going to do it this season. Liverpool second? Or are you going someone else, Tottenham? Nah, I think it's predictable. I think you would expect yeah. Liverpool second again. At the minute, it's just no one really there. Obviously, Manchester United are just terrible. I can never put anyone here. Love it. <laughs> Tottenham Arsenal aren't too bad. Chelsea have made some good business, so I think Chelsea may potentially do it. But there does always seem to pick up some weird results. Chelsea just you know, sort of see them slip away. But it would be between Chelsea, Tottenham Arsenal, if anyone can take them on. I just don't think any, any of those three will probably do it. So. I, think, I just think Tottenham are good. I think. I like Conte. Like Conte's all in, isn't he? I like that really last season. If he doesn't do well this season, he'll be yeah. I think I know we were saying that we think Richarlison could be the biggest flop, but oh, I time. said Lingard. Yeah. And he said Richarlison. Have you got a flop of this season? Have you got anyone or anyone you think? I'm put you on the actually. spot. Do you think Lingard's gonna have a good season? As in seven, eight, nine, ten goals? No. No. Well, f- again, Lingard's problem is he's in two hundred grand a week, and he's just not gonna be worth that. If Forrest still up, depend, regardless how many goals he scores, if he scores like, an important goal, like gets him three yeah. points in, they might look at that as in being worth it because he's kept them up. And that's the main part for them, just staying up. So if he can do that for them, I wouldn't say he's a flop. But Charleston, I think, is a different story because of the fact he costs £50 million and whatnot. And I mean, I was. I mean, he, he did look good for a couple of seasons, but last year, especially just. I just don't think he's worth the money, to be honest. Uh, I watched him. Uh, he's a good player, but... But they've got Kuvaleski, Son and Kane. Where does he yeah, fit in? Uh, do you, where, can, you, can you see where he fits in? Like, where does he fit in? Kuvaleski looks unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he he Where's he come from? Him. Where's he come from? Obviously, the... I think... I, I, I can't give you if let him go. I know... Now you've got the Chiesa at UV, uh, but that's a Conte effect. Right, Howie, let's, let's yeah. get... We, we, know what, we know what we want. Newcastle yeah. United, come on. You're in the game Saturday. Let's go back to the. Let's go. Let's go atmosphere in just the game, Adam. Tell us what, what what did you feel? What was your sense around the whole thing? Talk us through, buddy. Well, uh, let's compare it to our first game of the season last year when we took on West Ham. It's light and day the difference. Uh, a lot of the players have obviously admitted to come out and just straight up said that the team was unfit for the game. The team wasn't meant to be good. And I mean, last season, it wasn't a full stadium, the atmosphere was off. It was a great start against West Ham, but ultimately the fitness came back and bite on the backside and conceded what, three goals in 15 minutes or something and just had a terrible second half. So it was one of those ones where the game just completely fell apart. Uh, Newcastle capitulated in that West Ham game. We just weren't, weren't ready to go, and that was just an effect going throughout the season. Cause I see first impression for fans come back after was someone watching team come back after COVID as well. We don't forget about that. So. They've just came back from the Euros, and that's how we started. It was just terrible. I think it didn't give fans any hope. I think going forward, we looked decent, but defensively, it was just an absolute shambles. And we played a back five with probably the worst defence I've ever seen. Like, that was so bad. <laughs> we had Murphy and Ritchie fullbacks. We had, God, there was a Clark, the Sows, and Kraft, the centre backs. I can't even remember now. It was something like, oh, maybe Fernandes and something Kraft, but. Do you remember the buzz when Wilson scored at the start of the season? Yeah, I was, the buzz was good, but... For like but 10 minutes. For <laughs> 10 minutes, then. Then he realised, oh... Yeah, they just weren't fit, They just weren't something. fit, were they? They just weren't fit. Nah, it was just, it was just a, a joke, to be honest. So, so yeah, fast forward, fast forward a year, Adam. Yeah, it's so the opposite. The players were fit all match long. You've seen how they pressed against Forrest, didn't let them get the ball. Uh, I mean, it was just almost a training match for them. They were so ready for it, they were so... Just the experience really compared to Forest, he lacked the experience and just got tortured at St James's Park, so it was great to see. 
despite the fact we didn't score in the first half, I think there probably is some concerns of how we were in the final third and not taking some chances because against a better team that might have cost one a future game. But against Forest, you just knew the goals were coming. Forest weren't getting into the game, Newcastle just continued to press and continued to push them to the limits and eventually it took a screw up and shot and it eventually brought the deadlock. I mean, you could see Newcastle winning the game from my way. I had no pressure on it whatsoever, there's no problems with it. As I said before, I was surprised by how Forest played. I did expect more from him, but Newcastle did their job easily. Does anything, um, so it was amazing, but it was only 2 0. Does anything worry around that? Because we're going to play better teams. We're still lacking goal threat. We still had to have a sharp thunderbolt to get yeah. us. If he doesn't score that, maybe we don't get the goal. Does that worry you at all? Or are you still like, come on, we need signings? Mm. Or? Well, I don't think every game will be like that. I think Forrest is purposely set back because they couldn't get the ball out. So the, yeah. the team, as a result, just had to stay in shape. So I think it was expected that Castle would take time, but with the chances we've had, we should have scored the first half. Jordan, I love him as a player, but he's finishing, I just think, is poor. Um, I don't think he's finishing the best. He's seen how he sort of dried up the box. He just doesn't have that magic kind of instinct. Was well, wasn't it? Wasn't it magic? Yeah, 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 it was amazing. If he scores yeah. that, we're on the pitch, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're on the not pitch. <laughs> not me, not, not you. Really. Yeah, he's an amazing run, but I just think in front of goal, he, he panics a bit, which is why I think he did struggle as a striker, especially uh, before the takeover. So, yeah, um, midfield, he's just amazing, but. Uh, I think Newcastle, uh, obviously we do need to have that clear instinct. Uh, I think a different match that would have cost us now in our day. So that's something I'm sure the club will look at. The club will look at that, how obviously the players will get the ball in that next time. Yeah. But yeah, we've plenty of positive to take from it. It's a little nick pick of anything. We've done the job in the day and that was the yeah. most important part. I think it's important to note that we do need a right winger. And I think it was right in front of you, that's where you sit when Miggy got cleared through. Any right footed winger. Hit it yeah. mm. it's possible that's just come back and he's came back to left and he's lost it and he actually played a one to Maxi as well remember when Maxi yeah. went on the side and he's, mm. he's, the keepers came out and smothered him yeah yeah if that's it he would have just smashed that in. so I, I love Miggy love Miggy but the, who, who could you if you could um, we, we did a poll I did a poll the other day on two yeah. polls and there was thousands answered we said which Newcastle winger would you take right now Ginola Robert Solano Oh, what's the last one? Ginola, Robert, Solano, and oh god, who was it? Ginola, Robert, Solano. Remember who won? Ginola. Ginola. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Ginola. Um, no so they, yeah, imagine if you add. So basically, they're adding. You, we need to add a goal threat, but also someone who can. You got Maxi on the left. You have got another flair, pacey player with 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 that on there. Would you? So do we need Paqueta? And another, or would you just go with Paqueta or just a winger? What what do we need? What do we need? Would you be happy with one, or do we need to? What do we need? I, I, well, we'll start off with the second midfield. So you talk about Paqueta there. Now, at first, when I thought about it, I didn't actually think Newcastle needed another midfielder. But now that show is out into, well, I mean, the end of November, start of December, so I, I mean, more or less half the season with the World Cup this year. So when I think about it now, uh, so let's see what if Joe Jordan or Bruno gets injured, who we actually got. So we've got Sean Longstaff, Eddie Anderson, that's about it. Uh, I mean, yeah. those are just two youngsters, uh, especially Eddie Anderson, you know, he's barely kicked the ball in the Premier League and Sean Longstaff. I do like him, but obviously you compare him to Bruno and Jordan, it's just like the difference between the two. So. I think he's ready, Elliot, personally. I think he is. And <clears throat> I showed that in pre-season that. So you, you're watching all these games, Adam. Yeah. What, what have you seen from Elliot from... Did you watch the youth, youth games as well, the under-23s? Yeah, I watched a bit of the under-23s last season. 
Uh, of course, before he went out and loaded the Bristol City, uh, or Bristol Rovers, sorry, one one. Uh, yeah, sure. So he only went to Bristol Rovers. Uh, he was definitely the best uh, young player. You could tell how he plays in the pitch. He's, uh, he's exciting, he's confident. You can see the way he moves with the ball. He just, he's somebody there that is a bit of a game changer. But he was never someone for me that I would ever put in the first team. I think the Cambridge Madison James's part was a good example of Eddie Howe at the time not wanting to play him. Uh, we played St. Maxim up top and we had Eddie Anderson, I believe, on the bench with Gale or something like that. I can't remember anymore. But that might be the good opportunity to actually give him game time yeah, against Cambridge when yeah. a league one side, you know, you have yeah. St. Maxim on the wing, you got all the support there. I think that's what I would have pulled the trigger on him personally, give him some game time. But the fact he didn't play in that game is kind of suggesting to me that he's, he's not ready yet. So of course he went up and loaded and he just had, I mean, just a ridiculous loan spell. Uh, he, was, he was amazing for Bristol. Uh, Joey Bond got the best out of him. You just saw when he came back, he's just a different player. Yeah. Uh, so when I was away in Austria, it was the Mainz game where it completely changed my mind because I watched him play in the match against the Bundesliga side. He just, he looked like he played a part. He didn't look out of place, which I think a massive compliment for some of his age. He looked like he fitted in the first team. So. Yeah, that's a huge confidence boost for the player, and the more time he spends amongst the first team, just the more confident he'd be, and hopefully better he'd be in the pitch. So, uh, we'll see what happens in this season, but I, I still think we need our midfielder. We can't rely on him, we can't have him come in and sort of dump him in the deep end, because that's where his confidence will get crushed. So, we've yeah. got to slowly work him in. I think an armored fielder in there, it's just the, it's the correct thing to do. So, I think that just had to be addressed. Uh, Eddie Anderson, I think. One or two years, that's when you probably probably try to start playing in matches. We'll, we'll just see over time uh, how Eddie Howe works with him, but it's a slow burn of him. You're not going to expect the same playing against Brighton or any games anytime soon. Yeah. But uh, eventually, he'll play uh, the way he's been. You would expect him to get better and better. Oh, so, so one of us played, one of us played with Elliot in the academy <laughs> mm-hmm. at, for under 14s and under 15s. I mean. You know, we've, we've, you know, we're both left similar ages, but you have to guess uh, which one of us played in the academy with Elliot Anderson, who would it be? <laughs> well, I'm not to say the honourable gentleman on my right here. That's me, that's Martin Hurd. <laughs> Thanks so much, Adam. Uh, yeah. So, Kyle, you played with you played with Elliot, didn't you? Yeah. In, um, um, was he was he standout back in the day? When was you always, you always played the hour. He was always a yeah. yeah was that physically or was it technically? Both. He, he's never been a big lad and but he's always had that physical edge over the rest of them and yeah. and it's I don't know if it's a bit of like fight, a bit of grit or a bit of just he was always dedicated but mm. and he always played the air above and I'm not gonna tell lies it was always when he came back down to play a our age group it always meant I was sitting rotten on the bench but I won't take it personal no. but no it's brilliant seeing him do well and obviously yes. someone that you've seen from the age of nine, yourself, and you've been in the same sort of scenarios with him, and you know you've seen firsthand. I've seen firsthand how hard it is and how mm. special you've got to be to be at that level. Mm. And I, he's the only one that, bar maybe Joe White, obviously Lucas Dubois has been around the team at my age as well. Obviously, Elliot's the only one that's really going bang, and it's the only one that's done it in a long time. Mm. And that's if you're talking about obviously you know the academy well, like you've got probably about eighteen kids per each age group. Yeah. You've got one player and since long staff that went bang and I know you mentioned about you don't want to throw him in the deep end, but with Elliot with Longstaff, sorry, Longstaff was chucked in the deep end and yeah, he didn't. Mate, he was going against yeah. my neck in his debut. Uh, no, that I was Matty. Um, mm. Sean though, again with Sean. Sean was chucked in the deep end and I remember I always remember that But was that was that more of a needs must? Was it like yeah, yeah. We, we were injuries? But again, yeah. right now, I get where Adam's coming from. I think it's it's this time now. 
it's so difficult for them young guys, right? They come on for 20 minutes and if they don't score, it's like they don't, you don't see them for three games. Yeah. yeah. So I think against Tranmere, he has to blow it up you against Tranmere. He has to. And if he blows it up against Tranmere, he then gives Eddie Howe a real... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He yeah, has, Tranmere will be the right thing for him. I agree with that. But if he has a steady... If he just does okay, you probably don't see him for a while. Do you, you know what I mean? Though, do you know, he's got to blow it up. It's more pressure on him yeah. than a Dwight... Then them guys, them older guys, because they're proving it, he needs yeah. to just come in and smash it. I think that's a type of player you want to play in the cup, though, and I think, and like, no one, like, no one Elliot, what he's like, he will be absolute, he, he'll do 100% any time, and you put in the likes of maybe Richie, who maybe wasn't going to give 100% in the cup. Mm. I'm sure he would, and yeah. Martin knows himself, I absolutely love Richie. Yeah, and no, I, I, is, I'm sure he's a dad or something. <laughs> I am starting. I am starting all the way until the end of last season. So he's a graft there. But so so the last piece on 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 this bit. Yeah. Would you send? Would you keep Elliot, or would you send him out on loan late in the, in the transfer? I was waiting to see what happens. What What's your thoughts on the final thoughts? Because well, at the start of the transfer window, um, I said loan him out to a championship team. I think some people suggested bring him back to Bristol, but. For me, I would give him the challenge of sending to another team because he can adapt with a second squad that you know he got a serious talent in his hand. So at first I said that, and then as I said before, I went to Austria, I saw my minds that I just completely changed my mind. So I'll keep him now. I like the show the injury as well, he's uh, obviously an issue in it. I don't want him to be dumped in the deep end, I don't want him to be replacing for an injury, but if we don't sign a midfielder, then he's just got to keep him away. Yeah. But for now, um, despite the fact he won't play much, I think being in the dressing board was just top level starting him. Imagine this sort of like, what, 18, 19 year old kid, you know, dressing with Bruno, Jordan, and Sam Maxwell every single match. You know, <laughs> I mean, you get, they get, they go definitely get some confidence off them. So, yeah, I would keep him. Uh, obviously, you know, give him some game time in a couple of games and just say he adapts to the team. And just over uh, one or two years until he gets on, and we'll make our decision, uh, we'll our choice in after that, really. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would keep him. Keep him. There we go. That Alex Murphy sounds, and what you've heard about me, he looks like he could be the next sort of. Do you know him? Do you know uh, I don't know anything about Alex um, Murphy. I well, think. Has he just come in? He just came he in. He just came in. Northern Irish uh, national, and Irish he's been very highly rated in the past. And what? I just, I just want to see more kids come through. You'd love oh, it. It's going to be yeah. difficult. Like you see Palmer and Ford and like City. Yeah, yeah. We need, you know. That's, I think it'll be easier now down Ashford because that's what he's brought in to do. It's yeah, yeah. a pathway for players actually progressing to the squads. Yeah. Now, that was one negative I always kind of had about the club that I think it's quite hard to have that sort of pathway. I just didn't think it really existed at all. I mean, let's think about it, over the last 15 years, the only players in the academy that's really made it in Newcastle squad, Andy Cowan back in 2006, you got Paul Dem, obviously, and then the Longstaffs, and even then, Matty Longstaff's barely been in the first team, and Sean Longstaff, uh, obviously, he's got a, a long term contract now, but even then, he, he's still not really there. Mm. Like, Paul Dem, uh, I think he would go uh, after the end of his one year contract, yeah. but obviously, he's been here like 10 years, so he's had a great time in Newcastle. But with Dan Ashworth now, you'll, you'll see a lot more players come to the squad. Before the summer, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of okay players, the exception of the answer. I think Jay Taylor Cook for his age looked really mm, promising. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. him when I've watched him. That's a good him. steal, aye. That's a great yeah, steal. Especially uh, for his age, he looked really good. Uh, especially for Dylan Stevens, okay, but I, I don't really see him getting the other team at this point. Uh, that's the old one. Santiago Munoz, I don't really see from what I've seen. Uh, I hope Bonds will look good at Benfica, but that was just one game, really. So, yeah. hopefully, we'll see a bit more of him because he came in the summer. I mean, it's a couple of okay players, but we do need a couple of players coming in. I think that's a problem with Newcastle, which is the, not the inability to create stars, but you're just not seeing players coming. So I think over the next few years, that's something that's going to happen long term. We all yeah. have to for the club to grow. 
you've seen the amount of young players come in this transfer window, there's been absolute loads and mm. as soon as Astros yeah. came through the door there was about four or five. So yeah, it's, it's obviously team. what he's good at and it's obviously where look at uh, you know, Brighton making money from that as well and that's one way we can make money from yeah, it as no, well. For sure, yeah. So I want to ask you as well, so there's, uh, there's going to be, there's going to be, we're going to finish, wrap up with Newcastle United, but I want to talk about the women's team as well because I know you're invested in them and yeah. I've, I've been involved in the women's game a lot as well. So what's, what's your prediction for, uh, I, I said seventh, you said seven as well. Yeah. And Steph said eighth. Where are you going for Newcastle this season, even after the first game? Where, where do you think they're going to finish, mate? Well, I think the club will target top eight. I'm not saying they're going to get it, but I think the club will add that ambition in mind. I think yeah. European football to get that as soon as possible is quite important because it will generate more money for Newcastle and it will convince more players to join. I think yeah, that's yeah. huge for the owners. I know the owners that came out and said in their first interviews that it's about taking it slowly. The club, it's obviously about building the skyscraper, as Murdad would say. So, they were going to say to the fans it's quite slow, but as they've also said, they don't want to have any sort of promises to the fans that could be broken. But in their minds, I really do think they want European football as soon as possible. I can't stress how important it will be for the yeah. the short-term growth for the club. So I think that will be in mind. As for me, though, uh, from this, it depends on Sir Maxman and Wilson especially. If one of those two picks up a long-term injury, I think our season's just over for getting European football, I think. Those two, you, you can't really replace those two in the final third. So if one of those gets a long-term injury, I think we're knackered. So it completely depends on that. The signings as well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any faith on up. Chris Wood? Would you sell Chris Wood now? Or do you nah, just keep... you can't sell him this. Uh, he's only been here a few months. Uh, the, the, his price tag as well, it's going to be quite hard to get off. Yeah. Who's going to pay anyone here at £25 yeah, million? Yeah. Pounds. Nah, I get you. Nah, so, you've you got to keep it in our season for me. I, think it will, I mean, I know he's not had the greatest at times, but I think it will be a bit harsh to sell him. Yeah, he he's, a, he's a good lad, he's a graph. Yeah. So yeah, give, yeah. are you going to give us a number? Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you yeah, gonna I'll do? give you a number. Well, I'm going to give you a certain number. I think between 9th to 12th, I think oh, we actually really? will miss okay. out on European okay. football. Oh, man. Okay, that's. Do you know what? I like that realism, though. Fair play. Because you know, I, you you well, were the champions. He well, had, he had champions. I, I wrestle them and say at least seventh. So Man City who? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think if two two new signings are gonna if you get a Paqueta and another, you, would you change? Would in three weeks time if I seen you, we got Paqueta and a, a DRB from back. Not that's gonna happen, but someone of that ilk. Or you still like? Do you know what? They've still got a. Well, challenge. I'll probably change my mind then. Forget yeah. I was too. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you in three weeks. But it's ifs and buts, I guess, right? Yeah. So what I'm, what we're gonna do now? I'm gonna quickly ask you about. Uh, I'm gonna ask you about the women's team because I've seen you. I actually seen you at a women's game. I was at Durham. I didn't. It was um, my wife knew who you were then as well, Stephanie. Yeah. You were at the Durham game, the yeah. Durham Cestria versus Newcastle yeah. women. It was Newcastle two one. They were two one. I came so, park on eight six minutes. I think. Yes, it was. It was. So what what's your connection with the women's game? Well, I know some of the players personally. I've known Katie Bart like 10 years. So I've known her quite well. I know quite a few of the players in college personally. So before I even went to a women's game, I, I did actually know quite a bit with the team. Uh, for me, uh, I go to a lot of the games. Uh, my mates is seeing one of the women's players. No, he's nice got one. a relationship going on there. So okay. he's always at the matches. So for me, obviously, I'm in these car going to the weird games. So it's quite... It's quite accessible for me going down to matches. Uh, I think it's important for the women's team to see where the owners are. Uh, the fact you played at St James's Park last season for the first time ever for women's football. Amanda Steve really heavily cares about the team and you owners really do care about them. And I, I can't say too much about them because a lot of things are still ongoing with the women's team. But I mean, they say they've had stuff happen. It's still always the, the, the biggest understatement ever. Uh, there's a lot of TLC going into the team and it was just everything we've got in the club, the full structure is changing. So. It's going to be interesting to see them this season. Uh, 
my connection to him personally, I've got a, a good relationship with all the staff members, uh, and I just I just go all the games really. Good so, time. so do you actually feel a little bit more connected to that team? Do you yeah, know? yeah, well, it's well, good. Obviously, you can speak to other players and sort of yeah, managers yeah. that first time. That's crazy. So, you're going to follow them all games this season as well? Yeah, well, the only problem with the women's teams that they play pretty much on Sundays all the time, or when it ah, conflicts yeah, with Newcastle, yeah, like I obviously can't miss, uh, got missed those games. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, whenever they don't conflict, I'll be able to cheer all the games. So promotion this season for them, though, eh? should be. They missed out. Yeah. Um, well, Becky on account has said in interviews that their mind is going to guarantee a promotion. So obviously, if they don't get promoted, they'll, they'll be in some bother to say the least. So <laughs> okay. yeah, uh, there has to be first place. They, it's they just not get first place. It's just magic for the community that the, the, the women's teams. Yeah. There's only one way it's going. It's not going backwards. They've got yeah. good people in there, good staff. They're going to get some investment. Guys, what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick shout out. So a quick shout out to Gosforth Goals, who yeah. have actually put us up today. We're in a room in Gosforth Goals. You might have heard so football is actually happening on eleven side field, five side field is about hundred yards away for us, so we can't be closer to the game than it is. You walk in, people are fellas are sweating, there's women coming in and playing football. It's magic to see. So thank you very much. Kyle's been working hard behind the scenes uh, to having us in. What we're gonna do. We're going to go and get a, maybe it's a pint. So we're going to have a short break. We're going to yeah. get, a, get a pint of water. A pint of water and a short break. But Tap we'll be back on. very soon. She is a melter, different from the rest. Diamonds on her finger and she always looks up there. She is a gangster with a hundred miles there. When she walks, her feet don't touch a flower. She is a belter. Newcastle vs Forest of the weekend, a 2-0 win. We're sitting in the leases together as a couple, celebrating all the goals, enjoying it. How did you how did you find the game then, Steph? First game back of the season. Oh, it was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean the atmosphere um before the game, Nina Simone playing, we're feeling good. It just felt like a real party atmosphere for the you know, for the first game of the season. How many times can we say that that's happened in the last 10 year, 10, 15 years? It was just great to be part of it and to see you know the the team come out and and dominate the way they did um we don't we don't we're not used to that as newcastle fans you know the possession stats spoke for themselves 61 percent possession 23 shots it's almost unheard of for newcastle those those kind of figures so it was it was such a positive performance i think in the first half you know, I, I said to you a few times, didn't I, at the game, that we just needed to pull the trigger and, and be a bit more direct in the final third. And, and finally, you know, Fabian Fabian comes up in the second half and, 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 and does that and hits an absolute screamer to get us going. But the the first half performance was good. Uh, it, it, I think there's definitely improvements there, particularly in the final third. So taking you back, let's let's go back to the Nina Simone bit. It's not a song I particularly like, but um, I absolutely loved it, and I thought it was just absolutely perfect. And you seen the war flag, war flags, was it war flags banners up? And it was what did it say? You know what it said, Steph? What was it? So was it new start? New start. Well, it's, new it's, dawn. It, was, it was the lyrics, wasn't it? From from the song, it was it's a new day, it's a new dawn, it's a new life for for feeling, NUFC, and we're feeling, feeling good. good. And I think when that song came on, like the 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 stadium felt felt quite quiet, um, and. You know the the fans almost started singing along to that, 
and it was such a I think I just felt like it was such a symbolic moment it's just bringing goosebumps back to us now just talking about it it was it was great to be there and, and see that and obviously war flags again coming up with the goods they're just you know they really they really get the message um they re- every every week it's on point it's so fitting for the way that the club feels the way that the fans feel it's just yeah it was it was it was fantastic wasn't it yeah it was magic it was magic and i agree with what you're saying there i think that newcastle um played well and it almost felt to us like we were playing a a Division 2 side Nottingham Forest was so poor let's have a look at Forest we both tipped them to go down what What were your thoughts on Forest? I think we mentioned last week didn't we that they've signed so many players there was always going to be a, 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 a concern there that would that work are they going to gel you know you're almost losing the momentum of the squad that carried them through the second half of last season when they went on an un- unbelievable run in the championship so it, I, I was I was really disappointed. I thought they would bring more. Um, I thought that it would be more of a contest for sure. Uh, I was really disappointed in Jesse Lingard. I know that last week we tipped him to be flop of the season and he didn't exactly get off to the best start. It just looked really disjointed. You know, they they, they couldn't get out of their own half. They, they, when the ball did go forward, it didn't look like, you know, there was any synergy, the, the, any fluency to what they were doing. It'll be interesting to see how they come out this week because I think that was a, a massive wake-up call for them. It, it looked... I know the striker came on. The, the, they just signed a new striker, but the guy who started the big boy up front, he really struggled, didn't he? I don't think he got many touches, and, and that's going to be key. You need someone. So you got Mitro scoring too. He looked like he couldn't he couldn't even get a shot on goal. So if they don't get him up to double figures, they're in big trouble, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you know, we know that you need a goal scorer in your team in the Premier League to get you, you know, at least ten to twelve goals to, to stand any chance of, of of staying up. But yeah, he struggled. I mean, let's let's not take away from from Dan Byrne and Fabian Share because they were both they were both fantastic. Obviously, Dan Byrne got the nod ahead of Sven Botman, which. I think most people probably expected because I, I don't think it would have been fair to have changed that um, that, that back to but it was just yeah they, they struggled I mean even Brennan Johnson who was you know meant to be a, a very a very you know well thought 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 of prospect you know he struggled I think against against Matt Target and yeah it was it was it was quite it was just dom- it was just dominating really I felt like Newcastle dominated but at times you know we, we even I think we even weren't used to having the ball so much ourselves and that's probably something that they've been working on because that's how they're probably going to play going forward under Eddie Howe but yeah um, it was all positive so all the, with all them positives though the fact of the matter was it took a Fabian Shaw thunderbolt from 25 yards or whatever it was to score does that worry you moving forward knowing that Nottingham Forest are one of the poorest teams and we're going to come up against better teams is that the only concern that we didn't create loads of guilt and edge chances yes and no I think yes because we just need to you know the quality in that final third it was lacking I think Callum Wilson in the first half struggled I think they're the, the centre half uh, Kate maybe I'm, I don't know if I've got that right he was quite physical um, and I think Wilson was struggling to kind of get a get get his nose in there Almiron and Maximan were, were working hard and they were doing good things but it was just that final pass that final shot that final decision that just wasn't coming off um, and and that you know that's why you know it's it's no secret that Newcastle are in the market for an attacking player, just someone who's going to bring that next level, cutting edge, you know final ball final pass into the box um, for, for Callum Wilson really. Okay. Um, but but you know 
I think when you're a team that's going through a transition that Newcastle are we're not used to having the ball so much Um, we're not used to dominating teams like we did against Forest Um, it's going to take time I think for it to click in that final third you know you can pass the ball around all you like and I think at times you know people were getting frustrated that we were going across across the across the field more or less we were just passing a lot across the box but it'll come I really do think it'll come we just need that that final piece in the jigsaw do you think that, um, like you said, we're not used to that? I think teams always, because we went a bit soft at St James's Park and people fancied it, they'd come and give us a right go and it'd be 50-50 almost, we'd concede possession. More teams are going to come up and probably, are you worried that people are going to come up and set a lower block or, or do you think people are going to come and have a go or do you think because the atmosphere is back, people are going to go, Jesus, that's a fortress now? What, what, where's your head at with that then? It's just a completely different environment now, isn't it? Like, it's... It's it, you know the the atmosphere the fans are up for it every game like it's it's it, you know St James's Park hasn't been rocking like it has been for, for for years now and I think that does play a huge part I think when it's the, the environment in the past has been quite toxic I think opposition teams have fed off that and they've they've probably felt that the the edginess in 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 the ground and I think it's now a, a completely different edginess it's it's almost on the other on the other opposite end of the spectrum. It will be interesting, obviously, against Man City uh, coming up uh, after the Brighton game. You know, I think that'll be a different game. I think it, it, it could potentially be a wake-up call and just to, you know, remind us that we, there is still a long way to go. And uh, But, you know, it's got we've got to be positive. I still feel really positive after the game. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I don't want to get too carried away just yet. It's still yeah. early days. Well, I think the 2-0 doesn't let us do that because if it's 4-5-0, which it should have been, I feel, on that day... Uh, it doesn't allow that for sure but I think uh, to wrap up this piece I'm going to ask for two parts so number one will be I want a team overall score out of 10 and I want your player ratings and we know how hard you are on on player ratings if I'm excitable you're definitely more of the the calm the collective and probably a bit boring in that respect but uh, you don't get too excited that's for sure on them things so let's um, give us a team score just out of 10 I'm going to go 8 I think it was a really solid performance. I think we, although Forrest didn't test Newcastle a great deal, I don't, they didn't have any shots on target throughout the game, um, I still think there were times where it could have swung the other way because there was the frustration, certainly in the first half, that Newcastle weren't taking chances and weren't, and weren't showing that cutting edge in the final third. But they got through that. Obviously, Fabian Shares thunderbolt um, in the second half just kind of eased the pressure off, I think. Um, so I, I, it, going forward, there were some great moves. There was some great link-up play. Yeah, a, a good a good start, good solid eight. So what would get them a nine? Just more goals? A 4-0 would have got them a nine? Or was there something... I think, yeah, I think just basically taking Forrest to the cleaners, you know, really, mm. really punishing them for, for how poor they were. Um, so, you know, it would have been, you know, you think of some of the chances that... Joe Linton had, Callum Wilson had, Almiron had. I think it's just you know it's it's that final third. I can't really knock the the defence in the in the midfield. I thought they were fantastic. I think it really highlights that need for that goal scoring wide player or the goal scoring midfield player. So I'm kind of glad it's um, it was only two 0 just because of that. Because if we win four and five 0 it's a false sense of security. So <laughs> I'm really pleased it was two 0 and it wasn't like oh my god we won five 0 and. You know all the all of the attacking players score because I think it really shows up that we haven't got 
60 goals in that team yet we just haven't so so very good so let's go to your player ratings you don't have to go too in depth you can if you want you know if I want to put a question mark on something I might ask you but let's go through your, your player ratings so from 1 to 11 let's go uh, so Nick Pope I uh, gave a 7 okay uh, so he didn't have a lot to do did he really so but I, I thought his thrown out his quick mm. play from the back was, was something that it, it adds a new dimension to the team so just to get the clarity a clean sheet he played well playing out from the back and you only given him a 7 he didn't really have any saves to make though did he there okay. was no shots on target so, so this is where Steph's quite hard I've seen people give him 9 out of 10 and 10s out of 10 so Steph's at a 7 he's going to have to make a world class Gordon Bank save to get a 9 so anyway okay 7 uh, Matt Target, um, I've gone seven point five. Um, I, I kind of feel like that probably should be knocked up to an eight. I was just thinking, thinking um, before actually how impressive I think he was. He's just so solid. I think you're never going to get less than a seven with Matt Target. He's he's so sound defensively. But I thought in particular what impressed us was I I, th- I feel like there was more there was more synergy between him and Maximan down the left. Mm. Um, obviously he does have to work a bit harder um, with with Maximan a bit freer not to track back as much. But yeah, he's he's just solid away. My target he, he barely foot, puts a foot Do wrong. Do you know he's like he's like Dennis Irwin, isn't he? Yeah. Like Manchester United in the nineties, just a, your Ferguson said you never get less than a seven. You don't often get a nine with him. You don't get many, but I think that's what we need, and I think Maximum could learn a trick or two. One minute he's a nine, the next minute he's a three, you know. So someone like Matt Target might be very good for him, just yeah. to just to just to let him go and do his thing and work together. Okay, so next, uh, Fabian Share eight. Um, oh, an eight, <laughs> an eight, a clean sheet, a twenty-five yard rocket, and you're giving him an eight. What more does the lad have to do? I think uh, people people interpret player ratings differently, and I think I'm um, on the more like you said the more conservative side. Like I think you know it's got to be a world class. And again, I just I go back to the the point that I don't think they were tested that much as a defence. Mm, I really don't. Yeah. So you know his his goal was great. You know I, I'm so glad he pulled the trigger when he did. Um, and you know he's a. Uh, so if he does that against Man City, it's a nine or a ten potentially. He's kept a clean sheet. And he's, he's he's locked out top Haaland or someone. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, right. That's good. Okay, so go next. Keep going. So Dan Bennett also gave an eight. Again, I thought he was fantastic, solid, yeah. um, but but didn't really have a lot to do. Um, he's just so steady, and I, I think he is. He's really carried on that form from last season of just being um, steady away. He's you know he's playing out from the back is is, is great. He doesn't really give the ball away. Um, just really impressed with him again and it'll be interesting to see how long it takes you know for Sven Botman to, to get into the team because he's you can't take Dan Byrne out at the minute well, no disrespect to, to, to Botman we all know he's going to be a top top player but the longer he stays out the team means we're winning and keeping clean sheets so okay let's move on to Trippier so Trippier uh, give us seven um, I didn't think it was his best game he was sloppy um, a little bit sloppy wasn't he at yeah. times we said that we said oh that was more in the first 20 minutes the one that remember it was and I think there's probably a point there that obviously Almiron's been given the nod at right right wing um, and mm. have they played together a great deal um, because yeah. obviously he, he didn't Trippi was injured towards the end of last season Almiron came in and out um, he, he gave the ball away a few times and I thought his, his set plays weren't as good as normal I thought some of the balls hit the first man but again like the, you know he's obviously cap, he was captain um, he really leads the team great so that, that that's not a, I wouldn't say a seven's a bad mark yeah okay next 
So Bruno, um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to tell you Bruno and Joe Litton. So I both gave them an eight. Um, I, they were, for me, the, the standout pair. I just thought they ran that midfield ragged um, for two different reasons, really. Obviously, Joe Linton was your powerhouse everywhere, just... Overlapping, overlapping, under, yeah, he was just everywhere, wasn't he? If he'd scored that goal, man, Steph, that would have been, would have been on the pitch when I he's dribbled. So. <laughs> I just, that's the, that's the difference between the levels. If he wants to be an eight, a, a top Brazilian in the Brazilian squad eight, he needs to put that in the net or at least make the keeper make a save, right? But I, oh, I completely agree. But at least he's actually. You know, getting into those positions. I think last season when he did get moved back into midfield, he didn't see a great deal of that. So that's yeah. probably something that Howe said we need to work on is like making you more in at that number eight and getting forward, making those runs because he, you know, he is he he, he is a good finisher. We've seen that. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I just loved his his tenacity yeah. and he just never stopped the whole game. Um, Bruno again, like the guy just keeps getting better and better for me. Like. Obviously, I think last season everyone thought, you know, is this just yeah, he's come yeah. in and he's come into a poor side. He sticks out like a sore thumb because he is so good. Yeah. But he's picked up where he left off. Just a joy to watch. I mean, is he the best player we've had in a black and white shirt for how long? I think he is. I think he's. he's, he's and I think good. I think you're right. And I think I think the reason why I'm going a nine or a nine and a half or whatever is or an eight and a half is because they were so poor in the midfield three. Jack Holbach, he gave them the run around right. They 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 were taking the the proverbial out of them guys so it'll be interesting it's going to get tougher I still think um, I still think Bruno's going to have an unbelievable season but I still think it's going. there's going to be some tough times in there and I think he's going to get targeted as the season goes because everyone's talking about him right now so so yeah so let's put Willock in the mix with that you know he, he was the third the third part of the triangle yeah and I think he did very well I give him a 7.5 um, I think first off in particular he probably did give the ball away a little bit, um, especially when he was in those advanced positions, just that, that final decision-making. But I think for the second half, he, he improved a lot. He was a real He's a real driving force, isn't he, when he's making those runs out of midfield. And I think we've talked about the comparison between him and Musa Sissoko before, haven't we? He just really gets the ball and head down, drive. And Newcastle need that directness. Um, and obviously, he was probably... The player that had John Joe Shelby been fit wouldn't have started, but I'd, I think he did his, himself no, no, no problems whatsoever. I thought he was solid. Yeah. Good performance. And then Maxim Mann again, I gave him a seven point five two. Um, he was tricky. Seven point five two. That's very specific, <laughs> Steph. Or seven point five. Just a seven. Oh right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, we don't get we don't get involved in decimal points and okay, all that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, seven and a half for, for Maxi. He was good, but again, just that final decision, that final cross. Um, he seems like he's starting to think more, though, isn't he? I think he so. He seems like he's starting to get it in the transition and the four moments. He's, I'm, I'm seeing him turn a corner. He's, he's more, he's not just beating a player and thrashing it. He's, he's, you know, the setup for Joel Linton. He's starting to think, I think, and it's just, you can see the cogs are turned. It's whether or not he can get up to speed quick enough, I think. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I think it will come. I think, obviously, if he stays fit, um, I think one thing I said to you during the game was, you know, he, he hasn't, I think it got to probably towards half time, and I said to you, God, he hasn't been down yet, because, you know, what Max yeah, is like, yeah, he's, yeah, he goes yeah. down it, like, under, I mean, he, you I know, think that's a compliment to, to, the, to, to how when he's trained staff and the physical team, because they look like beasts. They do. They yeah. look like beasts, like Joe Linton is a monster, but everyone is coming out and looking like they've, they've put on a little bit of, a little bit of weight and muscle, so, so yeah. 
Almiron uh, seven. I thought you know he always gonna get Almiron. He's always gonna work hard. He's always gonna um, run for for miles and miles and miles. Um, again, I think there was a there was a there was a point in the second half where he was through down that right hand side. He had the chance to put pick his head up and pick out Callum Wilson, and he didn't. And it's again, it's just it, I think where I'm dropping points for Almiron is just that decision making really. Um, it's just you know that final ball getting his head up making the right decision uh, and Wilson seven and a half I know that goal was I mean we look back at that goal and I, to be honest at first I thought it was he just it, it, he didn't mean it it just flicked off him um, but yeah having watched it back it was a fantastic finish he did struggle in the first half but he came into the game more yeah. in the second and that's just the sign of a great striker you know who can just you know just funneling away all game and then all of a sudden he comes up with a bit of magic so so yeah I, I wouldn't disagree I would have probably went a couple of nines but you know you've got you're, you're more conservative than me and I guess we've got to remember it was Nottingham Forest and we are tipping them to be like second or third bottom so good performance and that would probably round off to an eight right so um, listen we've got a we're going to do a, a quick um Overview of Sunderland and Middlesbrough. So, what what we uh, what have you, what we take away is a couple of games they played plus a League Cup. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with I'll start with Sunderland. So, great result down at Bristol, um, three yeah. two. Um, I think the the young lad on loan from Everton, Ellis Sims, was we scored scored twi- scored twice on his debut. Um, really impressed. Um, you know they've got off to a cracking start. Four points from two games. Mm. They're they're sitting. I know it's early days, but they're sitting second in the table. Um, they, they, you know, the more points they put on earlier in the season, the better for them. Um, disappointing midweek in the cup. Obviously, they went out to Sheffield Wednesday. I did watch that game, and they were poor. But I think you have to remember that, you know, if Sunderland want to really establish themselves and stay in the championship, you know, are they going to have to, you know, is the cup or the cups going to have to fall by the wayside because of that? Yeah. Um, Middlesbrough. Obviously, they were <laughs> same result, but on the contrasting end of that, so they lost three two at QPR. Mm. Um, they were three 0 down at half time, which um, it sounds like an absolute disaster. But it's it sounds like it was a tale of two halves. Um, they came out, got two goals back, four scored on his debut, so that's promising. Mm. Um, but and and I think they I think they had an equaliser chalked off late on as well. They're so they almost got it back. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, they play Sheffield United, so it's Chris Wilder against his old team. Is teams. that tonight or this weekend? That's Sunday. Yeah. So it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how they get on. But uh, I still I know we talked about Chris Wilder, so that's one point from four, so one point from six. Sorry, so they're near the bottom of the league, and I, I genuinely think they, I don't think they will get in. I know that they've got a, a good squad, but I think I still kind of after all we looked at from the weekend, I looked the results are still early, etc., etc. But I do feel like. Something's going to happen there with Middlesbrough. I'm not sure what, but you know, I hope they can get up. And what so with Sunderland? Yeah, yeah. I know it's only two games in. You're like, wow, like, or, or do you think they're crashing back down to earth after getting beat off Chef? Where do you like? Oh, okay, there's like, there's a reality check. They've got a tough game at the weekend. Though. They've got QPR, but they're at home. Um, okay. And you fancy the stadium like crowd if it's if it's full, like to get to get behind them and see them over the line. But no, po- positive start for them. I, mm. I think four points from your first two games, you can't grumble at that at all. Yeah, it's belter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, fair play. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. So so what are we going to do? We're going to preview quickly the, the Brighton game to, tomorrow. Adam Payson's obviously leaving at 7 o'clock uh, Friday morning. 
He's staying over Friday night and Saturday. We can't go, unfortunately. We'd love to. We're targeting, hopefully, one of the games next season. Nottingham Forest is a game we're really interested in. But come on, then, like Brighton, it's a, you, you know, as a journalist, did you go to that? ground stuff. I didn't I didn't actually get to go to the Amex because at the time it was it was brand new and it, it, it kind of got a reputation as being a nice little place to go to so the lads always uh, yeah. me to that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that trip. Maybe if it's uh, another year's if years a couple of times you might have got a one. But um <laughs> so uh listen what, what let's um Give us a quick preview. What are your thoughts? A really tough game. Brighton, I thought, might add a bit of a soft touch this season, but they've gone to Old Trafford, <laughs> and it's just showing up my prediction, horrible prediction of Manchester United fourth in the league. <laughs> I, I've absolutely had a nightmare there, I think. Um, we'll get a score prediction, but let's let's just... What are, you, what are your thoughts? I think it'll be... I think it'll just be a really interesting game to watch because it's two teams that are playing really well at the minute two managers two really bright English managers mm. um, Graham Potter's done a fantastic job I mean if you look at Brighton they've lost a lot of key players uh, Basuma Cucurella um, there's a couple of others in there that have left um, and they they haven't really I, I think on against Man United there were there was no new signings in the in the team if I'm if I might be wrong there um, the, the the signings have, have not been names that I recognise um, so yeah it'll I don't want to let myself get carried away with the way Newcastle So, <laughs> before you say a score, right, and we haven't talked about this, I'm going to put a score on here on my piece of paper you right. cannot see. Yeah, I can't. And all I want you to do is uh, you're going to say a score. Mm-hmm. I've got a funny feeling you're going to go the same as me. I really do. I really do. But come on, then, what where's your head going towards it? Me, me heart, me heart says, me heart says Newcastle could come away with like a one nil. But I think me, me head is saying score draw, and I'm gonna say one one. Oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm not changing my score because I looked like a mug last week because I put 4-2, didn't I? And Steph got the score right, 2-0. And I had 2-0 or 3-1 and Kyle and Steph did it. So I'm not going to be a mug. I'm going to say 1-1 as well. I I definitely feel like, um, I think it's going to be very competitive. I'm going to find it very difficult this season, I think, on these predictions to go against Newcastle. And I don't want to seem cynical or anything like that. I will go against them when I feel like they are. It is just tough. Brighton will be a very tough game. They'll surprise me against my United in the sense that I just think technically they're fantastic. They always seem to have a solution high. They play with a 3-4-3. They can revert back to a back four, but I think it's going to be a real tactical uh, fight at the weekend. I really do. I think that Newcastle are going to have to adjust. They're not just going to be able to go in and high press all the time. They're going to have to set back. So I'm going to say 1-1 because I'm sitting on the fence. But I honestly would lean towards Brighton if I had to say it. I, I, I think, I'm going to say 1-1, but I'm, if, if I was leaning one or the other way, I would say Brighton just after that performance in my I thought they were fantastic yeah. tactically. They dominated yeah, they my United, and that's at Old Trafford. I know a lot of teams have done that. But but I could, honestly, it's one of those ones, it's very cliche. If I didn't watch the game, I said, what was the score? And he said, Newcastle 2-1. I go, oh, oh, f- oh fair enough. Yeah. Or he said, Brighton 2-1. I go, oh, fair enough. He said, 1-1. Either way, and that's really sit on the fence. I'm going to say 1-1 like you, but are you going to change your score? Are you going 1-1? Well, I had 1-1 and or 2-2 written down. I just think, like, a score draw because I think... So you're going to be brave? I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with 1-1 yeah. because I think I think just when you look at how well defensively Newcastle are, like, I just, you know, I feel like they're, they're really solid at the minute. Yeah. Um, so, so Kyla and Adam P both went for Newcastle wins. Very <laughs> slender wins, so... So yeah, okay, so two draws, two wins. Um, 
yeah, and I think I think we're looking forward to it. We'll watch match of the day. Hopefully, we'll watch it live if we can get on a, on one of those do- and then uh, live at some point. It's not on live, is it, not Steph? No, no, it's not on live. Um, yeah, not on the on on, on uh, yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> we'll listen to the, the the guys on the radio instead, and then we'll watch match of the day. So. Um, Okay, well, thank you, Steph. Um, Enjoy your weekend, everyone. See you soon. Welcome back to the People's Football Podcast. It's been a cracking show so far. Thank you to Steph there, who's just added her little piece. Um, Listen, our first guest, Adam P, hasn't let us down. Uh, We're really happy to have him on, and you know he's sharing a little bit of his story. But I think this moment here is about getting to know... Adam a little bit you see some things online that you're like it just it doesn't seem right like the guy loves the club he's he seems a great guy and I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there and for me one of the reasons we wanted to bring him on is is to try and get to know him a little bit so people could maybe put a few things to bed so Adam listen but I just want to pass you the floor and just tell us a little bit about yourself mate well, as I said earlier on, obviously the podcast, uh, I've been a scene ticket holder for 11 years now. I'm a Newcastle fan from, from my dad, obviously a Newcastle fan, so I've, uh, I kind of came off him. And, well, all I do really is just go all the games and on YouTube, well, it's kind of how I come across sometimes or how people may look at me. Not everyone that's going to like me, it's the same with anyone. This isn't me being a victim or anything like that. It doesn't matter who you are. If you go on social media, if you go on... YouTube anywhere where you put yourself out there, you see with the players and with the staff yeah. members over the years at the castle, you will get slagged off or people don't like something about you or people are general just a bit toxic. It's just yeah. how social media is. Social media is not real life. And you make that clear now, you don't get these comments in real life. Obviously, you make it the odd idiot now and again that will try and start something. But the majority of people out there, if they don't like you, this won't go anywhere near you in a match day. So, yeah, uh, on social media, it's a lot different because people can gonna do what they want there's no pressure on social media you're not gonna get in trouble off anyone if you slag me off on social media because i'm not gonna do anything about it so yeah i think a lot of people can just use that as an opportunity to kind of just go out there and i mean just say whatever they want really so it's, it's a bit tough uh, i think when i first went full-time especially uh now the thing with youtube as well is that well everything i do goes on youtube so yeah. same with everyone else in the world well everyone makes mistakes everyone does things that and a few months or a few weeks time they might go back and go oh, maybe i shouldn't have done that and the thing with youtube is once it's out there it's always out there and then down the line people can use that sort of thing against you so yeah uh, i think on youtube especially uh you just got kind of got to be careful really of what you put out there and as a result in social media those things can just sort of haunt you really so uh for me uh, obviously i'm a bit careful now i kind of watch what i do and and social media. I'm at that point now where I actually, I, I'm not asked at all what people say about me in social media because even though they talk about me in a negative way, they don't they still talk about me, which kind of benefits me, and I guess in the business sense. But ultimately, I'm just a fan and that's it. Uh, I do what I love and a lot of people uh, do respect me at games and do yeah. obviously want to be in the vlogs or just say hello, which is fine. But yeah, for a few people that uh, don't like me, it's just okay. I can't really say much about it. I'm glad he said that bit about it. you're not asked by it. I'm glad he said it because mm. my next question would be, does it bother you? Like, and you mentioned about it being a business benefit, but I hope these people don't realise that tagging you in a post or saying Adam P and tagging your name, that just gets more people connected to you, viewing your account. And but does it like in a perfect world? Obviously, everyone would want to be loved, but do you actually see it and go, oh? Like, come on, or do you just go, swipe, see you later? Mm, 
It depends on the city, really. Depends on what yeah. the comment is. I think some comments will probably affect us more than other ones. For me, as I said before, it's going to happen no matter what. So, listen, in a perfect world, everyone's made to each other, but that's not the case. I kind of like it, to be honest, because, well, if everyone was perfect and everyone liked each other, I'd be born when there was the excitement. Yeah. So, I, obviously, I don't appreciate when people are negative to us, but, yeah, I mean, any comment is just a comment at the end of the day, for me. Uh, I'm not too fussed by it in real life, as I said before, you just don't get this stuff, so... Yeah, we're well, the exception now and again, it's mostly good, and I've got no problems with it. Yeah, so th this is, this might sound like a boring, boring question, but literally, I just think Adam P, Newcastle United, YouTube sensation, or whatever, like, where we, where, where, you, where were you born, where are you from, where did you go to school, like, I want to know that stuff about you, mate, because, like, I know there's a mysterious about you, but, like, seriously, where, where, I don't have a, I don't know anything about you, and I think this is where people might connect with you and, and see that, like, where you're from, if you want to tell us, that'd be class. No, as well, well, I live in Watersend, so I'll tell you that part to begin off with, Get so. in, lad. Yeah, what a place, what, what, what a bunch of players that come out of there, man, I tell you. Is the Ritz your local? <laughs> I mean, I don't actually drink that much, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, it's not something I tend to do. Uh, I think my videos are south. Just when, you, when you're intoxicated and you make YouTube videos, you get... Just <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm just going to take these pints back, lads. Not as good as the normal videos, really. So yeah. you can't tell the quantity does dip when you drink alcohol. Oh, wow. so. It's a good yeah. bit of advice. So, so yeah. from World's End, where did you go? When were you, what year were you born? So you were born in, uh, you're 51 now, right? 51, 19. I'm you were born, are you, are you 2000? Oh my God. So I'm, I'm all three, you must be all two two thousand, right. So a millennial. Man, man, you You're older, thousand. you're older than him. Yeah, yeah. Right. He looks like he's had a tough paper around. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a tough paper around. So you're born 2000, World's End, you're a World's End boy. Did you go to school around there? Did you? Yeah, I went to Burnside to make a carrick school. Get in, lad. Aye. I mean, I, it's, I guess it's a high school, I don't know say, really. I've seen the Ofsted results lately, and I've heard <laughs> it's downgraded a bit since I've been there, to be honest. So, so was there always a competition? I always remember Boys End schools, there was always a competition between you had Burnside, and you had Churchill, and you had like Martin, and was there always a little rivalry going on? I, I think it was a bit competitive when you see each other, I guess, out in the park or someone like that, or just out and about you, yeah. see each other, I think it would be a bit competitive. Uh, like scraps and that, or just general scraps and that. Little bad ad, just get in there. No, your school, your school shape. Like bags. Was uh, it was a bit. It was a bit. <laughs> we um, when you were growing up and stuff, what did like seriously? What did you want to do? Like I wanted to be a copper or a fireman all my life, and then change of events. But what what did you want to do? Well, I never really had a, a sort of goal in mind. I think I started YouTube back in two thousand fifteen. So. Yeah. God, there's what they, yeah, yeah, is it really? Is that what you've been doing? It? What was uh, your first video? Can you remember your first video? Nah, that's that's it, was a, it was a FIFA 15 video. I think I played a, like a cup final one, one or something. So. <laughs> you, you were, you're decent at FIFA, like, yeah? Uh, I don't play FIFA much anymore, but the games got worse over the years. But uh, it's glitchy, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, just, just uh, I did game videos begin off with, which is nice and easy. I think with a PlayStation 4, you could quite easily sort of upload videos on YouTube. So I did that for a little while. Uh, as for videos in general, um, I did I did little bits of Newcastle content now and again. It's kind of more me just ranting at the games because well, I think it was towards the end of uh, I think it was towards the end of Pardew's tenure. I think I don't remember anymore, but it's the game was rubbish. So. I, I always remember one Pardew game was the Reading game. I think with Drew maybe, and I just remember the kickoffs after, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is the club you meant to love, and it's all happening like that. And, yeah. and, and I just picture you now in the video just. Pardew out, Pardew out, Pardew out. <laughs> nah, that's not Adam. That's not Adam's <laughs> style. <laughs> it's not you. It was Pardew. 
get out. Yeah, he said something else. Have you got like um, siblings, family, anything like that? I mean, I, I, listen, if this is too personal, but I just, I just want to kind of get the sense yeah. of you, mate, because I, I really want to get to know you. Well, I got family. I still have <laughs> You've got a thank God. Yeah, you know what I mean? I got a wife. Thank God you've got a wife and, and three kids. kids. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get sued. No, well, I still live at home, yeah. Uh, I haven't moved out anyway. I, got, uh, I don't have kids, no. I'm not planning to have kids for a while. Good on you, mate. Honestly, they're tough. No. Ask, tell Steph about it. She's sitting at home on one now. Yeah. So, you got a brother or sister? Or are you by yourself? Or? Oh, I've got a good sister. Oh, nice one. Good, good on you, mate. Listen, I just wanted to get to get to know you. So you Walls End, you went to Burnside, uh, and you're a big Newcastle fan. So I guess for me, I guess it's um, why YouTube, buddy? Like why, why YouTube? Because there's, there'd be a lot. I've got a nephew who's 16, 17, 18, and, and and they're looking and going, oh, don't know what to do next, college, university. Like, not everyone can do it. Like, if everyone goes on YouTube, like if we, yeah, yeah. you know, not everyone can. But you seem to have a gift on it. You know what I mean? Like what? Why? Just tell us why. Tell us why. What, what, what took you that place? Well, when I went to university, I was studying uh, sports coaching and then, uh, well, it was a foundation degree. So I was doing that for a couple of years. Uh, both years were fine. Obviously, it was during COVID-19, so that was a massive yeah. pain. But yeah, yeah we got through it. Uh, during COVID as well, you got quite a lot of sort of just lenience. It was quite lenient, so you just easily got through them, to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah, so I got through the first two years, all right? Uh, with the third year, the thing is, you can actually... Do the third year whenever you want. So if I want to go there in 10, 15 years time, I can't. It's not really something you got to do on the next year. So at that point, I had a choice then because I mean, I went through the two years. And I just I wasn't asked to be honest. And I felt about it. Uh, for example, if I'd be a PE teacher, I got through multiple teaching degrees. I was like, do I really want to go through all that? It's going to be by the time I've even gone through sort of about 30 years. Old, then, do I really, do I really <laughs> want to do 50, that? You're my age. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Be retired by the time, do you know what I mean? So you got to go through. <laughs> So as I said earlier, uh, I was going to do YouTube full time regardless of the take. Yeah. Did someone, someone ask you? Did, did someone point in that direction, or was it just you? Just no, it was, a, it was a personal choice for me. Did you always uh, feel it was going to be a risk, or did you sort of not? You didn't think that because at the time I did it. No, um, I was confident with the takeover. I was yeah. confident of how my channel was going. That I knew it was, it was going to go higher. So uh, it wasn't a risk. Uh, I knew what I was doing. Um, I mean, I guess it could class as a calculated risk, but I, I believed yeah. I knew what I was doing, and I just made the choice that I felt was best for me. Good on you. I guess, I guess for me, what has there been a moment where you've thought, I've I've done the right thing here, man. I've done the right thing here, Adam. Like this is this is is where where was the moment? I seen you in a picture with Colton and all. It was sorry, mm. you were somewhere and Steph knows all was these. That Benfica, you were you were sitting with all them, and I was like, fair play to him. You were sitting having a beer with all oh, them. Oh, the journalists. That yeah, was well, that's that's who that. Steph used to work with all of them guys, and she's yeah. looking and going, God, he's, he's he's in with them guys as well. But has there been a moment on your journey when you thought, there we go, yeah, that that's that's the moment. Well, first off, on a personal level, when I actually first went full time, well, obviously I had to leave uni first, so. I sent literally a massive paragraph uh, by, by a text to my uni saying, listen, you know, I'm going to pack it in now. Right, I mean, it was just like, the most satisfying view in the world. When you said that, I was like, get in there. So, uh, yeah. Everyone's always sent one of them Everyone sent one of them That was a before. great film. Uh, I just thought when I, I felt like I made the right choice, I just, I don't know, just individual moments, I guess. Uh, just, just over my time on YouTube, I... Ooh. It's hard to pick a sort of a pinpoint moment, but I've always felt like I made the right choice. I never really, maybe for the exception, maybe one or two times. I never felt like I was under any pressure. I always knew I had to stick by it. It's going to work out well for us. Yeah, top man. 
do, do you enjoy I seen something the other day and I actually felt like I felt for you a little bit you were like you put something out about like guys like stop stop like lifting us up stop yeah. grabbing us and that do, so that's that's the that's the downside of it do you enjoy like the are you enjoying that piece of it are you enjoying people coming up here and shaking like all that stuff or is it getting it you're like oh my god what the hell's going on like what, what's what's happening with that are you well for being a match day if you watch my vlogs I intentionally stand in areas where I will get interactions I do that on purpose because I do want yeah, interactions yeah. I like speaking to people I like people being on the channel and I mean without bigging myself up where people want to see me so yeah I, obviously I get people on the channel and I don't mind it uh, the only problems I have really is when people just either take the mic or they're just a bit oblivious uh, I get people that grab my neck quite a bit like obviously it's just a no brain I don't don't do that I get people always that intentionally sort of slap me in the, the side of the hand not even the palm like the side of the hand my chest it's uh, a bit annoying it's just a little nitpicks yeah I, I still don't mind is there any way you can stop that oh uh, well obviously would, would yeah, I made my video about the kind of being yeah. aware but no not really no uh, I think people would even watch that video and just want to do it more to be honest people will look at that and just, just think that, you know it's funny or it's Adam he's going to get a reaction out of it and people will just do that uh, again I don't mind it um, even my videos yes I might find it annoying or yes I might not like it but people are just going to watch my videos because there's just something going on it's, I mean it's exciting I suppose so. do you think, do you think, the, think the fans are just a bit heavily drunk and they're just, they're just yeah they're just, it's, it's mostly people that so it's not it's yeah. not is there a little bit of animosity there is there some who are like doing it to be like like oh there's you know and they're, they're a bit um well, it depends on the, on the person really but I, I would say yes uh, there will be oh, some wow. people that, okay. would, that would look for a reaction yeah no fair play to you mate I mean listen I'm 6 foot 4 <laughs> I'm 22 stone if you need a bodyguard you know where I'm at alright yeah. 6 foot okay. 4 take away tall dog and handsome alright tall dog and handsome but on a serious note mate I, I was I was a little bit like when I seen it I felt like I, I actually seen you actually because I went me and my wife went to the game me and Steph went to the game we walked past you and I said I'm gonna go and say hello to him, and you were live in your vlog. I was like, no chance. I'm gonna go and say hello to you. But I actually seen someone come up and like re a big lad, like six yeah, foot two, right, wrap his arm around you, and I'm like, that's intimidating, man. And I've said, Steph, that's like. So listen, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Gandhi, I'm not Donald Trump, I'm not Boris Johnson, yeah. but like, listen, lads, like whoever's there, just just be careful. Like you know, you wouldn't do that to anyone else. Just look after these people. Like whatever you think of yeah. people, that's we don't want to be crossing over the line of assault or anything like that, mate. You're doing, you love the club. You're trying to represent the club, so listen, just just be careful on that. Um, one of the questions that we we kind of chatted about: What are your challenges of getting to every single game, mate? Yeah, because yeah. we are talking about our next away game, and we're literally we've got a list of challenges. We're working, baby, blah blah blah. How the hell do you get to every game, and what are the what are the challenges you're coming across to getting to every game? Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm full time. There's, there's no restrictions of, of what I can do really. It's yeah, kind yeah. of my control of when I can go to games, what I can do. Uh, challenges being well, of course, with the pre-season matches in Austria and uh, in Portugal. Well, the flights, for example, were a nightmare. It sounds like all the fans are booking most out to go to Munich instead and cross through the German borders to get to Austria. Must be so fun that though. Like you must. That, that, mm. I could imagine. Like you must enjoy that sort of thing, like the travel and the, yeah, the buzz yeah, of going something. Yeah. Like, for example, you just named. You've seen Munich. Mm. I know. I'm guessing we just in the airport there. Or did you actually get to see Munich? Well, I was in a hotel in Germany, so yeah. I've been, I guess I stepped on the land, but I haven't had a chance to read <laughs> it. That comes, mate. Put it on the map. <laughs> do you just travel by yourself as well, Adam? Mm. you just going by yourself? Do you feel nervous doing that, or do you feel like you're No, um, I'm more, more or less. So, I mean, I guess by travelling, I made one or two mistakes now and again, but mostly, um, yeah. 
I'm spot on. I know you tell me I really make mistakes, I guess, when I'm really tired and I, I just make like a, like a miss of bus for example, or something stupid like that. Like, it's, it's not for me already. I know what I'm doing. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I check everything in advance. It's not like I just kind of dump myself in the deep end. Like, obviously, uh, I check the area out. Uh, as well for our challenges, um, well, for example, in Brighton, the trains are off on Saturday, so as a result, I've got to go on the train the day before when the trains are packed, so I can't go like midday, so I've got to go like 8 o'clock in the morning. Money-wise, it's expensive, but it's, it's just what it is, really. What's your, sorry, I forgot to ask you this earlier, we're going to go back to it. Mm-hmm. What's your score prediction for Newcastle Brighton this weekend? I forgot to ask you. Ask well, you on paper, Newcastle should be going there trying to win. I know Brighton beat Manchester United, but on paper, I mean, there's not much between the two sides, I don't think. I think Newcastle have got quite a well-rounded squad. I'll probably see Newcastle have a better team on paper, but I like the way Green Potter sets up Brighton. Yeah. He's smart, he, he just knows what he's doing with Brighton. I think he's a great appointment for them. Now, the thing with Newcastle is he's got poor form at the MX Stadium, or poor form in Brighton in general. We've only beaten once, that was the last time he played them, so... It's a bit of a bogey team for Newcastle, even when they've been as Bruce, whoever it was, we always just lost them, always pick up crappy 1-0, 1-1, sorry, or 0-0 draws. Yeah, they, so. they, they, they wiped out Diego Sanchez, ran out last season, didn't he, and wiped someone out? Was uh, it one last season? Off, uh, Wilson yeah, yeah, was through and yeah, yeah. uh, So, what are, you, what are you thinking? Are you thinking score draw or a narrow win? No, a win. I think 2-1 two two one? One Newcastle. Right? Okay. So, uh, we will get you to do... As I think I've mentioned, we will get you to do predictions, yeah. and you will get scored, and we are going to have a league table eventually, whether it's on the whiteboard, so, whether it's online. Yeah, guests are going to have guests a guests are going to have a league table. So okay. that's that's the guest prediction. The first yeah. guest prediction <laughs> is Newcastle to win two one. There will be you will predict every game, um, okay. but the question I want to ask now isn't. It was probably the first time that I seen that something had sort of some sort of negatively had happened in terms of your recording, but the under twenty three game that obviously you were kicked out of and. I personally think you took it very, very well. And I personally think that you weren't. Like, some people would have been online going, why did you kick us out of the game? I want an explanation. But you did, you took this a bit of a joke, which is fair play to you. But what what went on there and how did that sort of make you feel? Well, um, I think the situation itself, I, I wasn't really expecting it. Um, obviously, I wasn't aware of uh, stadium regulations and all that sort of thing yeah. regarding uh, recording games. Now, um, with the shots themselves, um, for me, I don't know what I was, but I felt a bit intimidated. There wasn't anything wrong with the strats, but I had like five or six people kind of up my backside, really, so I've had all them kind of telling us off. I was a bit defensive about it. I, I, I would say I was a bit ridiculous, you know, so I didn't really know what was going on, so I was a bit mm-hmm. sort of uh, defensive on it. So, yeah, I mean, I took it on the chin. Uh, I think my video itself, uh, I think I took it down a day or two afterwards. When I looked back at it, I was just a bit, yeah. not aggressive, but I, I kind of just, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but, but I didn't really like it, so. I took it down, I kind of calmed down and uh, I just sort of thought back about it. Really. It's not really a, a problem, it's just yeah. I wasn't aware of it in, the, in this day, situation that I wasn't really sure. At the end of the day, the stewards are just doing the job. They, 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 have the studio, they have the regulations, they know what they need to do and that's like, they're doing the job. They were trying to get out and obviously for you that, your, your way of making money, getting content out is recording. That's probably a shame that you couldn't record but probably something to take, take on the chin for next time and so you know for next time that and the stewards are just trying to do the job and obviously we've seen it firsthand that they are they do do a good job mm, so yeah, it's important that that goes out there that the stewards do do a good job and it proves that they are on top of things in a way it's sort of thing that you can take as oh i'm sort of glad that they're on top of it because it means sort of they are looking out for newcastle united as a football club and sort of how, how do you and this is kind of going on from what you're talking about how yeah. do you think newcastle united as a club 
how is your relationship with them and how do you think they look at you is there is there some connections there or you just you know you feel on the outside or do you feel like there is some good connections or how do you uh, well with the club directly um, well I've had meetings with the club before about certain things uh, uh, I mean I'm not talking about it because uh, I mean I don't want to kind of talk, not damage yeah. reputation no, no, I don't no, really no, want to no, no, speak no. about that part uh, in general uh, as for outside of the club uh, yeah it, it's really strong I don't want to talk about that either because it's a bit on your board like, next yeah. week for example I've got like, a really big thing planned oh, so good man. Uh, we'll see we'll see how things go I think over time it, it's getting better uh, for example I mean there's not really much more on social media the club itself acknowledges it so yeah, yeah, do you think nice. you're being taken more serious than you were do you think you're being taken more serious than you were a year ago yeah do you, feel like, yeah. Do you feel like things are progressing and people yeah, are... yeah it does feel like that yeah yeah okay Kyle you're going to ask something about your favourite second club Sunderland AFC yeah so obviously <laughs> I've seen you a few times on Twitter you're going out you're going at Sunderland fans, but like, at the end of the day, it is just friendly banter. But what is, is there any sort of like, do you despise Sunderland? Like, I'll, I'll come out here and say, I don't like Sunderland. I hate them. But <laughs> I do. Sunderland friendly show. But I do, I do want them to do well and I would love to have a derby again. And by all but means, he said they were going to get friggin' relegated. I hope they do get relegated. Nah. But I don't think they will either. He was like, I, I he's, just, him, he's, sick, Sims man. he's a sick score, man. He's a sick but, like, man. I, would like to, I don't want to see them doing. Doing bad, and I would like a derby, and I was. But you hate them. I was, talk, I was, uh, he's talking rubbish. I, don't yeah. I was talking. hoping last night that they would have beat Sheffield Wednesday. Could we? Then we could have got. Yeah, no, no, I did want them win yesterday. And we yeah. could have battered them five 0 and they went home crying. What was the crap last night? I thought you texted me saying we're playing that stand. Oh, two minutes late. I botched it up. I got the people who put the draw. I said we're playing uh, Accrington Stanley, but it wasn't. <laughs> I've seen on Twitter <laughs> So you're going to Liverpool rather than Accrington <laughs> Stanley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, what's your relationship with someone? That's what he's getting at. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Is do on. you actually hate them as you come across, or is it a bit? Come late? on, uh, tell us. Give us this. Tell us what you think, man. Being brutally honest. Um. Well, obviously it's a derby, so yeah. I, I don't really like that much. I think for fans, uh, or. Uh, for example, I had a, I had an interview actually at Southern Union, so I went down there to sort it out, and then this year I'm walking around, I got like Southern fans like her head. They opened the car window, open, they take like videos of us, and that, and post it on social media. I mean, yeah, I they didn't say anything really; yeah. I just yeah. posted on social media. So, yeah, when I is see it, stuff like that. I don't is really it like friendly banter, so. or is it at the point where? It's so like, if you turn up, we're playing Sunderland the weekend. You turn up there doing your RMP, doing your vlogs outside the ground, you getting chinned, or you're like, oh, oh yeah, oh. Some, yeah, I'll get <laughs> so no listen i think i think we're all the same listen Sunderland yeah. don't like us we don't like them yeah. but at the end of the day we crave them you want the derby it's a buzz were you, a the, were you at the all three games how many of them did you sit through all of them uh, a lot of the derbies when i was of course back in the day i never won any of them which is crap and i've never seen newcastle beat sunrise so oh that one's kind of me the only one i've seen i actually seen two I've seen the, the Shearer's last ever game. Oh, yeah. And surely Amiobi, I was in Weatherspoons, I shouldn't say this, but I was drunk. Don't you do the Amiobi <laughs> and you turn around? That's what it's all about. Oh, and then we would add a few drinks that day. But Shearer's last ever kick of a ball was beating Sunderland, who were my really good team, who I really have a lot of respect for. No. But anyway, you no. That like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen. Um, <laughs> You know, I feel like I've got a better sense of you. Is it what, what? What would you say? Like, um, what's so? Like, you're doing YouTube. You're not a millionaire yet. What's What's your end goal? What is the end goal of Adam P? Maybe so you don't next? want to tell us, but what's What's next? What's the end goal? 
Well, I don't tend to set targets because I think on YouTube you can sort of pressure yourself into trying to reach those targets and as a result you're kind of wishing videos out or you're doing something that yeah, you wouldn't yeah. do normally. So I don't set targets, I want to hit this one, you subscribe, but then yeah, I don't do anything like that. As for me, though, in the back of my mind, I really want that plaque in my wall. So you get a, a subscriber plaque when you hit 100,000. Yeah. It, it's doable. I'm, I'm about 31,000 at the minute. I know I'm only three tenths of the way there, but it is doable. It is actually something that's realistic. And I hope one day I'll just see the Adam Pearson plaque in that wall. So yeah, yeah that'd be that's a really fun. amazing feeling for me. So do you think like one day you're on the pitch at half time, giving it the way? Welcome, no. Adam Pearson. <laughs> he's coming on. He's, he's a YouTube. Yeah, yeah. he's done. <laughs> Do you think that's going to happen? We've just seen you do a shear outside on the goals pitch, so we need to see that live. Maximon gets you on the pitch, does his little jiggle when we win the Champions League. Listen, I think it's an exciting time to be around, Adam, and you, you know, listen, I think I've got a lot of time for you, mate, and I yeah. think that um, you come across like a, a re this is ordinary people in an extraordinary game. You're a very ordinary person. I'm a very ordinary person. Kyle is. You're not trying to be someone you're not. You just, you love yeah. the club. That's how it seems to me. And you're quite switched on. You're really switched on. You know what you're doing, and I'm I'm getting that sense from yeah, you. Yeah. you. You really are. It's it's fantastic to see, mate. And I just don't know whether you think is YouTube is it the rest of your life, or is it literally? Do you know what? If, if Newcastle have knocked on the door and it, you know they need an assistant, or, or they, you know what? There's a, there's a something. Is, is, do you, is what? I kind of just want to. You literally, this is it. This is it for me. Or is it just? I don't know. I don't know enough about like social media. Do you know what I mean? Well. But, uh, if Newcastle United was to obviously offer us a job, uh, I mean, yeah, my man. <laughs> so Eddie Howe calls you. Hey, yeah, Adam, mate, listen, listen, listen. Like, uh, listen. Need a right winger. I need, no, no, no. I need an assistant coach, mate. <laughs> I've seen you on YouTube. What you're talking about is different gravy, mate. Can you come in um, with Tyndall and be my second assistant? Would you do it or not? Oh, well, I mean, a coaching job's not realistic. I'm not <laughs> coaching by just doing something. Are you debating on back uni? Like, would you ever debate no, going like? No. 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 I could never say never. I mean, the thing with YouTubers, all, all my rise or whatnot, I can just all fall flat in a flash. So yeah, yeah. I'm not inside to anything. Maybe one day those people stop watching me, or those people just, I don't know, watch what else. So, uh, yeah, I've always got to watch out for YouTube. I plan on doing it long term. I haven't got any more plans in my mind at the minute, but that can change. Something might happen beyond my control, or something might sort of happen with my control. So, yeah. uh, at the minute, yes, it's long term, but. I mean, I never know. The future's not clear. So, uh, if Newcastle obviously will offer us anything, then obviously I might have a way you consider it there. But other than that, I don't plan on accepting any jobs anywhere. Good on you, mate. I think you're living life day to day. Yeah, yeah. You love the club. You're doing what you enjoy. You're happy. Who cares? Yeah. You know, life's good. Yeah. Any, any questions from you, mate? Sort of thing like if I was, or you got, we might have some listeners here that maybe it's maybe that's a we've caught that contacts we've made to parents are showing the kids but maybe it's like you've got a nine-year-old kid he's football mad he wants to start youtube what's your and i want it to be in one sentence what's your main bit of advice towards that kid now coming after having experience and like you said seven years of youtube or obviously seeing like the followers going the last year what's your advice now to them you gotta be patient uh as murder would say patience is a virtue you gotta be patient exactly. on youtube uh, it's not going to hit you in one day. Uh, it's took me literally six years to even get a chance of doing it full time. So wow. you, you got to stick by. You got to be patient, and you got to just do your thing. You got to find what's best for your audience. Make sure that audience is consistent, and continues to come back. So it's it's one of those things where you just got to stick by. It. You can't rush it. it it's not going to happen in one day. It's extremely unlikely. So 
if you're ever planning doing YouTube, you've got to take your time. You, it's not going to happen all at once, so you've got to stick by it. What, what did your parents say when you said, hey, mum and dad or, or whoever, guardians, whoever it was, I'm going full-time YouTube? Uh, I guess it was a bit of a, a little bit of an argument, but I was always <laughs> certain on it. Uh, but, but I taught them well, stuff like finances, starting going quite sort of clear on finances with them, so they, they know what I'm doing. But yeah, uh, it wasn't much for an argument, to be honest, if you one minute. <laughs> you would. No, I'm, I'm glad that you back yourself and it's something that like, yeah. it takes a lot to do just yeah. backing yourself fully that you're going to do this and it's going to succeed so fair play well done good man yeah. alright so um, what, what we're going to do now is this is listen thank you very much for that that's class I feel like I've, I've learned a lot from you it, um, we're going to do a little bit of quick fire yeah. quick fire rounds so you're going to get either or from me and it's going to be like some random silly questions so either, either or from me yeah We'll go Kyle's questions first, so just answer them quick, and we're right, right into our last kind of little segment. Now. So I'm going to start my favourite game. Uh, I had another game planned, but the boss here said I wasn't allowed to play it. Okay. So naughty. It's naughty. We're going to go, instead of what you were probably thinking, we're going to go with Scran, Nibble or Chuck. I'm going to name you three foods. You can either Scran it all, you can have a little nibble, or you can chuck them in the bin. Okay. This time, we're going with an Italian theme, we're going with a Davide theme. I don't know if you've seen the violin, but... He was on. You want to look So, the first food is a carbonara. Do you like carbonara? Never ate it. You never ate carbonara? No. Oh. The next up, we're going with uh, lasagna. I do like it, so what I would eat. Oh, we're going to go... And the last thing, it's a bit similar, but we're going to go with bolognese. We're going with a simple Italian dish. No, I thought you have the lasagna. I think you better. So, so, which one are you scranning? Uh, lasagna. Lasagna. You're never then? Uh, the bow and ears. Do you know, want a taste of carbonara? Well, I've never had it before, so I'm <laughs> you, you always have a taste. You never had a carbonara. Oh, well. So you're chucking the carbonara in the bin? Mm. I'll be chasing afterwards. Right, I'll be scratching out the bin. Next up, uh, right, so this is Newcastle this year. Would you rather win the Carabao Cup or finish in the Champions League? Carabao Cup. Get up, lads. Yeah. So it's got Wembley? Come on. No, just, just any cup. I said yeah, two semi finals this year. Or shorts, The best player you've seen live? Bar. Uh, I think Barney's prime Newcastle yeah. is a joke. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The best goal you've seen like? Best goal. Nah, it's, ooh, I don't know actually. Maybe, maybe uh, I would say probably CC's funny against Sarton. Were you there? Yeah, I was there for that oh, one. Wow. Oh, that's or Ben Arthur's against Bolton, one of those two. Oh, mm. I was in Mexico watching mm. that one. Mm. When you skip past a few dribbled around the whole team, I think. The one player you've rated from the dark side. So obviously, Dark Side being Sunderland, yes. The probably just four. Um, yeah. Single Harvey Sunderland down. I think he was amazing at 35. Mm. Yeah. Um, your dream job, and obviously, I know you said YouTubers, and fair play, just go, it's YouTube, I want to do this. But what is your dream job like you can maybe had as like, a kid? Maybe like you had two months ago. I just work in the cast United, really. Work in the cast United, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst city in the UK. Oh, well, I'm only judging the ones I've been to. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think the worst experience I had to play Blackpool. I don't think it's a bad place. I just think the experience I had was a bit crap at a hotel. Yeah. As for cities I've been at, uh, oh, I don't know. I've been to a lot of places. I don't really like many of them, to be honest. So. Go on, name and shame. Name and shame. Yeah. Manchester, Liverpool, I'm the biggest fan of those two. Yeah, okay. I think just that's so. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Seriously, any place out in Newcastle? <laughs> Oh, yeah, some places, I think, I think yeah, Norwich yeah. was alright. Norwich, yeah. Norwich, yeah, we love Norwich. Love Norwich. Yeah. Don't get me started on Norwich away. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got, you've got your phone on you? And do you use oh, any God. music apps? Spotify. Can you get up your Spotify? 
What is your last searched song? No, I have not You don't want to go into that? No? We'll move on then. Some dodgy stuff on there, isn't What are you hiding, Adam? There's some dodgy stuff on there, isn't there? Adele? I mean, Adele's good, but... Steps? 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 You don't know who they are. Do you know who Steps are? No, oh my <laughs> Jesus, lads, man, how weird. Oh, no, I'm totally about music taste. Oh my um, god, you don't want to know who they are, to be fair. We, anyway. Instead of last song, then we'll go with what is the most recent like Netflix or TV series season that you watched? So, oh, I don't have Netflix, actually. Um, last TV season, then. so have you watched All or Nothing? It could be that, or it could be, it could be completely TV different. Series, yeah. You've watched Peppa Pig last night. <laughs> No, I haven't watched Peppa Pig really. Oh, this guy just loves Newcastle. He doesn't <laughs> no, give a crap about anything else. <laughs> yeah, I sound like a freak, but he's <laughs> no, my kind of person. He just loves and then Newcastle. The last Probably one watching gonna... Newcastle fight, and they'll be minded back in the day or something. That's what he was. <laughs> the last one I want to go with, right? And I want you to name the, the first one, I want you to definitely go with, but the second one, I don't want you to go. Like, if you don't want to say it, you don't want to say it because it might affect further opportunities. But the best player you've met and the nicest person you've met, that's the first one. Well, male or female as Male well. or female, yeah, so it could be a female. Well, I talk about the, the main team, really, because uh, I mean, the women's team, I seem the regular base. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So that, with disrespect, it doesn't feel like, like obviously, anything special compared to like, a, like yeah, a yeah. world-class millionaire mm. football player. Yeah, yeah. So the way I kind of judge my favourite players, I mean, I actually judge them with interactions. So yeah. I guess it's a bit egotistical, but I judge them of how they interact with me. So, so Maxon's number one because he gives his shirt, and obviously I met with Matt Wilson as well. Gillespie's number two because he called me a top shagger, so he's easy. Is that true? I've oh. seen it, no, he says it, he comes out and says top shagger. Oh, are we going to put that on Twitter? And, and oh, are we going to clip it? True, right? Are we going to clip it? Is that true, Adam Pearson? Well, listen, to, you watch the video and you tell me what you've seen. <laughs> so how does he know, though? So be, how does Mark Gillespie know? Gillespie doesn't lie, is that what we're saying? Uh, some players actually do know, yeah. Well, the thing is, okay. I get there's like lads that go up to the training ground and when the players stop they actually just go up and just ask him do you watch Adam P on YouTube against man they got like yeah. prior messages of I've seen that you've not seen the video I've seen the video he comes out and he just goes hi top shagger or something like that, didn't he? I, I just want to know if it was true but and then this is obviously this is quite a I don't want you to call them out and you could see in fact we're gonna, I'm going to reword it it was going to be the rudest player but is there any players that you've found that you don't need to name them is there some players that you find don't have much time for People like you who are trying to make an earning by living off their sort of like their sort of fame, their sort of like idolising, you're idolising them, you're making a living off that. But is there any players that don't really have time for that? You don't have to name by all Well, uh, yes, I do think there is. Uh, my kind of rule with players is that they're entitled to stop for fans or not. I think the best way of describing that is probably the training ground because yeah. fans are excited. The way outside the training ground, I mean, you're seeing somebody always a behaviour at 10 is going to be pretty bad yeah, with yeah. Stand the road or just get really excited for players. So it depends. There are players I've, I've never seen stop at all. I've been there quite a few times with videos and stuff like that. So there are some players that just won't interact with fans or just choose not to. I think that's okay. They're not contracted to stop for fans or interact yeah, yeah. with fans. That's fine. But as a result, I think the impression you can get from some players is that they just don't care about the fans or don't want to see fans, which I mean, some people might argue against or when they spend thousands of pounds, you know, have the time with the fans and millionaires or whatnot. Personally, for me, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Now, uh, there are some players, I think, out there are just either are comfortable fans that are just not interested in fans. So, yes, to answer your question, I do think there's fans that just don't interact with... Uh, sorry, there's players that don't interact with fans. But it's not something I personally have a problem with. Pass. No, it's good. 
Um, that, that's my 10 questions. Obviously, it's probably the worst questions you'll ever get asked in your life. Okay. Do, you enjoy, do you enjoy them? Uh. Martin's going to ask you quick fire, right. a bit of would you rather. Oh. It could be would you rather net that pint of beer right now or. Oh, no, it's. it's, it's so it's literally quick fire. It's yeah. and or or. So the question I asked him last week was Bart Simpson or Homer Simpson? Okay. And the answer was Bart Simpson. So really genius questions, mate. You need a degree. You need to be like a, an IQ of like 150 for this kind of stuff, Adam. And I believe you can answer these, okay? So quick fire by the People's Football Podcast. So Superman or Batman? Batman. Okay, good answer. Batman. Good answer. Nigel Mansell or Damien Hill? I don't know. Feel free to go. Who? I don't. I don't. Do you know who he is? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you know Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. So they were oh, the no, they were the Lewis Hamiltons of the nineties. No, I don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, lads! For no. God's sake. Right. Harry Potter or Dumbledore? Big Dumbledore. You like him better than no, Harry Potter? Dumbledore. He's, he's Harry Potter was whiny. What? He was whiny. All right. So chest or biceps? Ooh. Uh, biceps. I think. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you working <laughs> them every day. I can tell. <laughs> tomato or tomato? Tomato. Good answer. Uh, kippers or tuna? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. If you want to say what's kippers, just say what's kippers. Yeah, what, hey, what's that? It's a fish. They both stink. The end of the day. Let's say like uh, tuna, tuna. Fame or fortune? Fame. Good answer. Transfer £100 into my bank account or just give us cash in hand, £100. Mm. Cash in hand. Thank you very much. I'll see you after the show. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, Joe Linton or Kevin De Bruyne? Joe Linton, of course. Kevin De Bruyne. And this is a really tough question. This is a really, honestly, Johnny Depp or Amber Hearn? Who's that? Amber Hearn. Is it Amber Hearn? Amber Hearn. Amber Hearn. Johnny Depp. <laughs> She's a football player for New Zealand, by the way. Johnny Depp. You celebrated his court case in Newcastle, so I did, I did. Yeah. So I'm gonna go one more because I asked him this one. Colleen, Rooney, or Rebecca Vardy? Who's corny here and Adam? This is honestly take your time. Listen, if you need to get back to me on this, we yeah. can we can we can come back to this. If you need to check your lawyers that you can actually answer it, check because I made the mistake last week. Who did you go for? Oh, no, let Adam oh, answer. Yeah. Yeah, Adam answer. Come on, mate. This is this is huge. This is this is the soundbite oh, of a generation. Oh, oh, oh. Do you give me the two options again? Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy. Vardy. Oh, oh you're in Rebecca Vardy! You went for the grass. Oh, no, the grass. The grass. Oh, Adam, it's all come down. It's all come down, buddy. Oh, why? Adam Pierce is supposed to be. What the hell just happened? Evil person, <laughs> terrible but fair play to you, all right. Yeah, listen. So, that, that was our quick fire questions. Yeah. You've given us loads of content tonight. We're in our last little run now. Yeah, we're in the hundred. If we're, in a, if we're in a marathon, we're in our last couple of hundred meters, all right. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm going to ask you now, we're going to briefly touch on the FPL. Now, I know you're not in it, but yeah. we're going to bring Steph into it soon. I made an absolute disgraceful decision. So, last week, I predicted I had me forward line of Wilson, Harland, and um, Kane. Yeah. Now these scumbags, I listened to him. Oh, Holland, he's not going to get twenty odd goals. No, he's going to do this. I that. said he's had to get twenty odd goals. No, no, in, no. But you didn't think he was. I don't think he was. Steph said yeah. he's going to have a better season. I was like, no, he's going to be an unstoppable train. I slept on it. Got up the next day, transferred him out, and put Gabriel Jesus in, didn't I? Mind games. Had a nightmare, and I had him. And I, do you know what I did? What? I tripled captain Harry Kane, and I got oh, six six oh. points, and I'm bottom of the second bottom of the league. Oh. So I've gone from being second and third every season to bottom of the league. So now I look like I've got no clue 
But it is fantasy, guys, okay? It's yeah, fantasy. Yeah. You're going to back to other people's opinions. Uh... Honestly, Adam, if I'm going to take some advice, that's the best advice you're going to give us, mate. I absolutely bottled it. I'm a bottle job on fantasy. And I've quit. I've quit. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. You're going to be there. You'll be there tomorrow morning. You'll be checking. I've already made, <laughs> I've already made, already made three changes already, to be fair, in Holland's back. Oh, ooh, I'm not going to say anything. What about you? Do you have a good week? I had an average week. Um, How many points? And sixty points. I got forty-two. So I had an average week. Um, not worse than some of the, some of the other lads, some of the other people. It wasn't worse than that, but I'm going to back Holland. See the mind So you backed them after you talked all that I didn't crap. Cap- I packed Jesus. I was going to step in here. This is going to be Ronaldo regeneration. Regeneration. But um, so I, I went for Holland as we main strike. You got obviously two goals. That's the team. Robinson let us down. Um, I'm trying to think who else let us down. There's just yeah, some down. bad decisions. Bad but decisions. Adam, are we going to get you in, Adam, or not? As a too late. You're a week behind. Could the you thing make is, it up? for me, I, I play one or two weeks. Uh, I give up. Well, the thing is, I'm always at every game anyway, so sometimes yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, I just, I've always got 42 vlogs. I can't kind of focus on so fantasy have, Premier League. Have you got your three biggest letdowns in the last week? Um, Kane. Kane. Kidding us, aren't you? Yeah. Triple captain and Kane. Why did you triple captain? Because I get nervous as the season goes on. I get really nervous over the season. I'm like, oh, should I triple or should I? I just like, do you know what? No, I'm going to just triple. Well, his reputation with Kane is like, you, you, Southampton. He's at the start of the season. And Southampton. Kane never scores in August. Oh, week. is that true? Uh, he, Wait, he, why didn't you text us this last week? Adam, man, for God's sake. Well, I didn't know your team did I? Oh, God. Is that true? Is that a true story? You're yeah, right. Actually, you're right. No, yeah, you had a good, you had a good time last year, but uh, last five seasons, something you never scores in August. What a, yeah. what a, I could have done with that information. Yeah. Where were you at last week? You knew I was going to jump back in. Scumbag, I'm going to text you on a, every week. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you get help me out because this scumbag is, is screwing me over. But Kane was bad. Um, I feel like, um, oh, I mean, Wilson scored. Uh, Jesus didn't. Jesus let us yeah. down. And I had a midfielder who didn't. I put on like, um, what's he called? Odegaard. I mean, Odegaard. My play. I think Odegaard's going to have a really good season. I yeah. think, but he didn't assist that score. So, what about you? Just I yours? went with Jesus. I think. He but he had a good game. He had a good he? game, but it's like I just think he's. he's just what do you think about him? Down. I think. Do you think? Do you think, I, he's sit, do you think Gabriel Jesus is sitting there thinking, I like Kyle Wilson down at him. I really yeah, like Kyle Wilson. Do you think he's upset about it? Is he not called anyone or not? I, I want to come out and I want to say that I half apologised to Michael Arteta for last week, but I also don't. Do you hear what he said about Arteta? So he said Arteta was ugly and he also <laughs> said Arteta he also said he's a good crap football. manager. Nah, Arteta's a very good, good manager. Football. I think Arteta tries too hard. What I'm going to say is I watch all and often and I actually, the heart, I made a comment about drawing hearts and I take that back because I sort of agree and I do it, but... He was drawing smiley faces and hearts with, le- with hearts, with legs. Have you seen out. it? Have you seen that, by the way? Well, I've seen one episode. Imagine a bunny. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I think Raw and Nothing, though, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it's staged, but I think Raw and Nothing, there will be a bit, yeah. it's kind of more on it than uh, you would be normally. I don't think you would normally draw a smiley face and stuff like that. <laughs> Miguel, I think, is a very good man manager, and I think he's a psychological manager. He's something that I think, I know we could obviously learn from, but he is absolutely like, he isn't impressing as like Pep and Hose and Mourinho do when you know when you watch all or nothing and you go you watch Pep and you watch Mourinho's so you go wow you look up to them Mikel I'm going 
Honestly, I'm not going to start drawing cartoon characters and hearts and dreams. No. Arteta still just started off, though. He's only yeah, the Man City assistant manager. That's all I'm going to say about Arteta. I half apologise. Well, I, I think you need to chill your beans a bit, and I think you need to listen to Arteta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emo Smith Rowe, <laughs> this is me putting it all on the line. Emo Smith Rowe should go to the World Cup. He has the attitude mm. of a champion, and I've seen him with his analyst, and he has. He's got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has got the attitude of mm. an animal, and I think we do very, very well. But. You just asked him a letdown, so yeah, went a bit off there, but Matty Cash let us down, Villa let us down. the cash on Matty Cash. Uh, cash. cash. I won't put Villa defenders in, like, but he scored, he he scored goals. Tyrone Mings, what's your crack on? We've got Lascelles, our cap club captain, yeah. sitting on the bench. He's made a big statement by dropping Mings, and apparently it's disrupted them. What, what's your yeah. thoughts on that, Adam? What, what's the crack with that? Uh, obviously, Mings is a leader at Aston Villa. I don't rate much. I think it's quite clumsy when I watched him. He's just... He's somebody that I think the media bigs up quite a bit. So when he has a bad game, you just think, well, why, why are you talk about him so much? Do you I think, think he's he, better than the cells, though, or not? I think they're about the same. To be honest, yeah, I think, I I agree think with that. Mings yeah. gets uh, a lot more attention. Or just, I guess with Villa, I think I think Villa are a big club. To be fair, and there, I, I don't know what it was one, but I think a couple of years ago he got a lot of attention, and it's kind of still sort of lingering around now, despite the fact that he just hasn't really progressed. I still think he's the same as a couple of seasons, but yeah. he's not a player that seems to be getting better on the pitch, so it's just an average centre-back for me, I don't see him anything more than that. I think we'll move on now, we'll move on to the tips. Yeah, yeah, Next yeah. Week. yeah. I've went, I think Leeds players, I think. And he's just loving Leeds, by the I way, think he's them. all over Leeds. Ah, said, but you got it right with that Aronson yeah, yeah. guy, didn't you? He said, look at him, look at him, he gets ah, one thing right, and he's, look at him, look at me in the eye, and buzzing right, off that. Always right. He's giving but, it a big time. <clears throat> I think any of Leeds player, I think they've lost their this week. Oh, okay, um, well, I'm starting to Any Leeds player? Um, so you think Leeds will win? I think you think win. Newcastle are going to win? Yeah, we, yeah. What are the games that we got this weekend? So just I'll, I'll read them out, Adam. We're gonna we're gonna take your word for this. Okay. Um, I want you to give your exact results. Are you gonna write them down or we're just recording we exact results? Are we? We're going exact results. We're gonna give you ratings. If you get the score right, that's three points. You get the okay. you get the team right, that's one point. There's gonna be a league table. If you top the league at the league t- at the end of the season, then fair play. Cause you're taking the balls. You're taking the two games. Have you got them ready? So right. Newcastle, he said 2-1 to Southampton. Have you got them up, Adam? 2-1 Newcastle. 2-1 Newcastle. Got Brighton. Aston Villa beat Everton. Villa 2-0. Villa 2-0. Southampton beat Leeds United. 1-1. Arsenal beat Leicester City. 3-0 Arsenal. Brighton beat Newcastle. You said 2-1. Yeah. Man City beat Bournemouth. 5-0 City. Wolves beat Fulham. 1-1. Brentford v Man United. Oh, go on, mate. No, no. Oh! Nottingham Forest v West Ham. Ooh, uh, 2-0 West Ham. This, I think, is the hardest game. Good game to look forward to. Chelsea v Tottenham. 2-0 Chelsea. And Liverpool v Crystal Palace. 3-1 Liverpool. So we've got your scores there, Adam. We're going to hold you to it. You will get three points every correct score. One point for this week's worth of games if you get the correct team. He's going to smash it. I think you will. But that's... My tips were Leeds players, and obviously we went off to do our results there, but I'm also going to go on our trip with Captain Holland this week. He will score a habit against Bournemouth. Good man. That's it. I'm looking forward to see what Steph says. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. So listen, we're in the last 100 metres now. Usain Bolt versus Adam Payson in the run. <laughs> I'd still back Adam P to beat him in a run, do you think? Uh, who? Adam P versus Usain Bolt. Who? I don't know oh, there we go, there we go. He is like 50 now. He's retired now, he can't run anymore. 
Because yeah, nah. nah. so <laughs> to be fair, he didn't do an age on Lancelot, but Usain Bolt's a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam, we want to get our last piece from you. Have you got just a random story, a pub story? So last week I talked about my granddad and his fastest ever goal. He reckons he yeah. scored a goal after 1.2 seconds. He reckons it's in the Guinness Book of Record. If you've got a pub story or anything you've been or heard that's going to give us a laugh or just shock us. Well, I've got lots of stories earlier. I'm going to big myself up. Uh, it just depends on the situation. Uh, uh, I mean... Give us your top one or two. You can go two if you want. It's up to you. How, it depends how good crack it is. Well, the most of it you see in my channel is, so it's just where we watch my videos and that. So quite a lot of it is my YouTube channel now. Right? Um, What's a pub story people don't know? So you, Adam, on a Friday night, you've been on the beers, you're in a pub, what's a pub story that you've seen or you've done? Or you've heard, you've been around with the lads yeah. and just like, oh my God, did that really happen? It doesn't have to be horrific, like, to be fair. Oh God, uh, <laughs> which one I think I am. Um, I guess I tell one that people haven't heard of. So I think when I'm nightclubs, for example, I don't go to nightclubs anymore. I don't drink much during my yeah, YouTube yeah. channel, so I try my best to stay off the alcohol, you know, no alcohol whatsoever, so. No, no, I agree, yeah, I agree, exactly. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> As for when I'm in a nightclub, for example, I've, I've had, she had people, uh, when I'm speaking to a girl in a nightclub, I had people come up and know who I am, so asking for pictures, but when I'm speaking to a girl, like, I, I kind of don't want that going on, so. Why not? Well, it's just a cock block me on this one. So, I think I was not the best, like, I think that's probably some of the, the worst interactions I have with fans, of course. <laughs> so, basically the message is, if you see Alan Pierce in the nightclub, do not go up when he's chatting to uh, a girl. He's on one mission and one mission he's only. A, he's, he's, and as we heard, as was, from Mark Gillespie no, said, listen, stay on the words of him, not me. So, <laughs> no. no, but hey, has, has that? And this is not we're going back on that. Like I'm thinking, has has it like? Have have you had more attention like from girls and stuff like that? And from, um, well, I, obviously I get people come up with and ask for pictures and stuff like yeah. that. For me, um, I thought it was Newcastle only. Cast only. I, I don't. I don't want to interact, I don't yeah, go out. Um, do you have a separate account to interact, or is it just in case you don't want to interact? You don't You're trying to find out who's got a finger account. Dodgy UK. I don't have one. He fancies Steven Gerrard as well. He was talking about Steven Gerrard last week. Just be careful with him. That's what I'm saying, mate. No, uh, uh, no I haven't got, set me up, I'm yeah. got a Tinder account currently, you want to know, so we see the Tinder. Sorry, girls. Me, so. My last is my last is feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, disappointed. Uh, good on you, mate. No, that's. I'm used Listen, I've, I've, Adam. It's been an absolute joy having you in, mate. We're in Gosford goals. We're having a couple yeah. of H2Os. You know, there's some, some no percent alcohol going around here. We're yeah. just having a good laugh. Three football people. Like, listen, me and Kai love the game. We just want to bring people in, who love the game, and if they love Newcastle as well, that's even better. And I think. How, the sense I hope that people get from this is you're an ordinary person yeah. doing something you absolutely love and you made a big ballsy decision and fair play to you mate, fair play to you. And you've came across sure. really, really, really canny and I like it and I follow your Twitters and I, I don't like when I see people giving you stick, giving you grief at games and I think you don't deserve it, you're just someone who, you love the club, you want to be a living off something you enjoy doing but it's something that you are proud to do and if I could send one message out, and I know I will do me other words, but is just leave you be, let you live, let you do your dream that you set up to do yourself, and go follow the club that you love, and it's fair play to you. And the last message I want to give it to you is that I know we both respect you and both really, really like you, and 
it's you, especially in and that was before today. After today, we're going home going, that's Adam Pearson. He's a nice kid, and we we do things. He's older than you. He's older than you. Sorry, nice kid. You will go far. <laughs> what he what he wants is he wants you to say in his chest. Yeah. And no. he's going to get a tattoo of it on his <laughs> chest. That's what he wants from this. That's what he's after. All right. <laughs> Listen, Adam. Like any final words from you because it's been class. I've really enjoyed no, it. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm more than happy to come on. Whatever. Um, I think for we well, start off as well. Years, it, it, it's great to see more people doing it. Uh, people inside the club as well. It's great to see people just wanting their new actual people in the area. Uh, yeah. I'll probably speak more about this kind of off the stream, but it, it's great being on. So thank you. It's it's yeah. great seeing. Um, well, it's just great being a goal to speaking to people about the club we love. So mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a pleasure. So thank you. It's been a real pleasure, mate, and uh, honestly, thank you very much. And I uh, just hope people see you in the light that take it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. you, love, you love the club, mate, and um, yeah, but seriously, will you sign his chest? And, <laughs> and, and uh, anyway, so listeners' tasks, listeners' task, yeah. what we're going to do is I'm going to put it out. I've just randomly, uh, I thought today, what we do is we like to do stuff. So, who would be your, are we going for hardest 11? Or Litmist 11. We'll go for the hardest 11. So we'll your hardest out. 11. Now you guys only go back to the 2000s. I'm talking about Vinnie Jones. I'm talking about some hard, hard men. Who but would you hate to play? Who would you we don't have to answer this now, but we're yeah. putting it out to the listeners. Who would you hate to play against from 1990 onwards? Or maybe the 80s onwards. There were some hard men back in the 70s from Leeds. and um, In fact, of all time, send in your teams. We'll run some polls. Um, and we'll just see who puts, picks the hardest team and try and put them in positions yeah. left back right back in a 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3 and we'll just see what we come up with Adam anyone you can think of off the top of your head who you just think geez, I wouldn't like to play against him man. play against uh, well I'll go from 90s onwards I think before then I, I don't know what players really so I'll go from 90s onwards so I'll class it as Premier League players only uh, players I wouldn't want to play against I think Vieira in his prime he's just oh, yeah. an absolute unit uh, oh, I wouldn't want to get into his skin Roy Keane fancy I know a lot of people fancy Roy Keane but I, listen I think Roy Keane has that reputation but I think Vieira is, is hard I think Can't v- pack it up. Is that what if those two were had a fight I think Vieira would win I Honestly, agree I hope to be Roy Keane uh, it's the same with Shearer as well I think obviously he had his interaction with Shearer I think Shearer would take Keane yeah, you, you watch the video back you see Keane behind the referee giving it the big yeah. one listen if, if there's those two alone I think Shearer honestly you get on him I think you would I think she's got some stories, hasn't he? He's oh, had some deep stories. Right. So you're going Vieira as your captain of your hardest 11? <coughs> yeah, I think Vieira. One more player, give us one more player so the listeners are, have an idea. Just if, Is there anyone in the modern day, in the last five, ten years, can you even put a hard player in that we were talking about, weren't we? Anyway, listen, I think it's very difficult. We, we Vidic yeah. is a one maybe because he's got a nose that end, ends up across his ear, to be fair. But I'm going to, I'm going to like. Any final words from you, Adam, before we, we hand over to Kyle for his final yeah. words? Just just that's it. You've enjoyed it. And, and are you going to come on again? Yeah, I'm more happy to, yeah. Classmate. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Kyle, I'm handing them over to you, big guy. We're going to stick with the topic. And I want people to take this on, Adam, but always believe in yourself. Always back yourself. And continue to do the things you enjoy. Don't get stuck doing things you don't like doing. Just back yourself, take the next step, and go live the dream. Thank you very much, everyone. That was the People's Football Podcast. I hope you did one of the three things. You laughed, you listened, 